Let's get us Chaos Reign presents Abortion. Is it the real cause of death of black people? Broadcast June the 28th, 2020. Enjoy. Talk Real Solutions hosted by Tyrone Thompson at TalkRealSolutions.com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In a world where there's crime, corruption, violence, murder, rape, and all forms of atrocity that plagues the world in which we live in today, what you're witnessing, we are living in a state of chaos, and it'll take a greater or much extremer chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. Good evening, black people. This is chaos here. And tonight, tonight is serious topic, something that I might not have never discussed on my channel or on this podcast, 
And if I do, you know, I can always double check. Um, it's going to be hard because, you know, most of all the streams that were done were on the other channel. So it's hard for me to go back if I ever did discuss this topic. But before I go to tonight's topic, I would like everybody to go to the, the website, Talk World Solutions. Um, on Talk World Solutions, you'll see a list of, you know, black-owned banks and some of the latest articles and news current events that's going on here, here in America and outside globally. Um, and to let everybody know, there is what we call um, uh, Talk with Solutions News reading every Thursday, roughly around 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, usually on Thursdays, they go through mostly every article that they come across on the website that's current. And, you know, to see what's really going on and get a different perspective to the world you live in today. So, you know, check out the website for yourself. Um, you can also catch some of these episodes on Talk Resources on YouTube as well. Um, my show, simply or anybody else, will probably be on uh, TRS on YouTube as well. Um, you go out to probably look for that. Um, but, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for now. Um, but before I start, let me say something. And, oh, before I do, the call number for tonight's show is 712-770-4160. The access code is 915-411-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160. Access code is 915-411-POUND. So I'll give people a few minutes before I go in. So sit back. All right, let me see if my mic sounds better now with this. One second, people. All right, hello? Hello? If anybody can hear me, um, if you did, Tyrone, come in now. Let me see if my if this sounds better, clear. Yeah, you sound fine, man. That sound better now, right? Yeah. All right, good. That's what I want. So, All right. um, hold on. Sound the same. Perfect. I think I fixed the audio problem. Okay, tonight's subject it is titled Uh huh. Refresh. Tonight's subject Chaos Rain presents Abortion. Is it a real cause of death? of black people. Now, I'm going to play something, but before I play some, let me give you a little short little pop-up statistics I got from the Gray Regime. Let me pull up so I can see it. And this is raw data now, mind you.
Okay. I'm going to zoom in. Y'all not going to be able to see this because we're not on YouTube. Abortion statistics. The current United States data. Total number of abortions in the U.S. since 1973 through 2013, or as 15, 56.5 million. And, hold on, let me zoom in. Make sure I read this right. Okay. Yeah, since 1973 to 2013, which is roughly 40 years, there are roughly 56.5 million plus 219 abortions per 1,000 lives births, according to the Center for Disease Control. Abortion per year equates to 1.058 million. Abortions per day is 2,899. Abortion per hour is 120, and one abortion every 30 seconds. The U.S. total female age, 15 through 44, according to the 2010 U.S. Census, and right now the new census will be approaching us next year around January or later of 2021. But the 2010 census says whites kill 58.5 or 3 percent was roughly uh, roughly thirty six million three hundred and ninety nine point one ninety eight thousand blacks kill fourteen point two percent that's only roughly eight million and eight hundred ninety seven and seventy nine three thousand Hispanics nineteen that's roughly 11 million and 24,000 and other which is roughly mix which mix is a, a data in itself and it probably will be separate in the new census because like always people that file up the census will know that there's a new category which roughly is Other is 8.5%, which roughly equals 5,303,843 abortions. The total right now, since 2010, up, up to 2010, is total is 62,445,858. And as I Spread back, U.S. women who obtained abortion in 2011, according to the Center of Disease Control, which is roughly nine years ago, whites still 37.2%, blacks 36.2%, Hispanics 19.7%, other 6.9%. Now, after reading all that, I wish I could share this with y'all, but I can't because, you know, you could probably find it yourself is what's the purpose of all this? Because what I'm about to play, and y'all know strangers to this, they've been saying from this one, one politician that it's a problem. 
Abortion is a bad thing in any community, not only in America but globally. But we have to understand that the main purpose and source of why there is legal abortion roughly 47 years ago. Now, I'm going to tell you all personally, the only reason why abortion is here and why it's legalized is because we're in a stage now of population decline or to really limit and reduce the number of people on the earth. And mind, this is not people that are non-white that students. Well, actually, yeah, it is um, non-black students. to give a better statement. And we never understand why are people that have that are not black so invested to kill a lot that's black and some of their people along with the right. What is the purpose? What is the end game? We don't ask the deep questions. We got asked and really analyze everything now that's being happened to the world as we speak. The world has been on a shutdown for months now because of this. Creation, which y'all know I'm talking about. There's some so-called man-made virus. And really, it's really a, set, a setting up ground or creating an environment to really accelerate to, what's the word, um, reduce number of people on the earth. If this is really the end game, which it is, then as any human being, you should always think clearly, how can you meet the end game? What is really the strategies or the protocols of death? So no further ado, I will run the audio, and I will give some commentary to this audio. And for those that's listening, please turn your mics up, please. What you hear now is from um, a politician running for office in her hometown of uh, Georgia, or Atlanta particularly. I present to you Angela Stedton. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the Zoom right now. We have Angela Stanton King. Welcome. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Well, Angela, tell them a little bit about yourself. You are, you're running for Congress in Georgia right now, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm running for Congress in Georgia in the 5th District um, against John Lewis. I am from Atlanta, been there most of my life. Um, most of you may know my story from a while back. I spent some time in prison um, for a nonviolent charge. Ended up giving birth to my daughter, you know, chained to a bed, came home, went through a lot of trials and tribulations, to get to where I am today. Ended up using my story to not only pass the First Step Act, but also make it illegal for women to be chained during childbirth. I ended up getting a full pardon from the president, and now I'm running for Congress to use my story, to use my experiences, and bring hope to our people. You got a pardon from uh, President Trump? Full pardon from President Trump. Now, do you think that she would be a Trump do you think you would be a Trump supporter if he hadn't pardoned you? I've supported Trump before I got a pardon. So why do you why do you support Trump? What what values do you see policies. in Trump that, that make you a supporter? I support his policies. He is the first president that's for pro life. There are 
you know, nearly 60 million black babies that have been aborted since Roe v. Wade passed. And if we talk about Black Lives Matter, then we know that Black Lives Matter even in the womb. He also... Now, she said there was roughly 60 million black deaths up to 19... I mean, it says 1973 to around this time. Now, if y'all remember, I read y'all the so-called abortion statistics up to the last seven years, before even last year. And from what I remember, if I pull up again, I shouldn't delete it, but, you know, the amount of deaths that was averaged in total for the last 40 or more years, blacks only killed through abortion or women committing murder through abortion is roughly, and I'm looking at it now, one more time. It's only 30-something. And roughly, as the raw numbers, I'm looking at it. Actually, my fault. Since 2010, and now we're in the, we only equate on the average eight million abortions for a span of 1973 to 2010. This is the 2010 census. That's only 14 percent. The same of the average with it is the total population of black people, ADOs, in America. I'm not sure where, where people are still getting this 60 million black deaths or 40, whatever they said, roughly since 1973. The numbers don't add up. And I think, like I said before, even with statistics and data, and this is just the data I got from my actual brother that found the actual raw numbers. Why is it that I find our people still pushing that we, 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 there's, there's, if we didn't kill this amount of people, this would be the population of black people in America? No, it's not. And matter of fact, I'll go even further. We probably might have more black people than other people in this country. But you know the weirdest thing why we can't really put our finger two, two to two together to really equate and we could validate is because America as a whole imports more non-black people every year since 1795. They've been importing non-black people here in the soil up to this day. And the purpose why they do it is not only to give opportunity for other Europeans like themselves, but to keep conflating and adding on numbers so they don't get overrun or populated by black people men and women. Because with the European, they play the long game. They worry about the numbers. Uh, how many is a them and how many is us? And I go a step further. Some, even in certain positions of power, don't really care much about the numbers because they know globally, black people take on the thoughts and thinking patterns of their oppressors. We go to their school, the institutions that teach us about Europeans all right and superior. We go through the church preaching that white is superior, white is, white is dominant, even to the point where it said that the, 
the face of God in all divinity is non-black. So roughly only eight million, and roughly even to last, even to the next year, 2011. So it's roughly almost 36 percent. So if it jumps from 14% to 36%, I would say if I add another couple percentage there, we're looking at almost close to 20, maybe close to 20. So I'm not sure where people get these numbers about, especially Miss Stanton, that 60 million. That's wrong, Miss Stanton. But, you know, I appreciate your energy and your drive to the discussion. So let's continue. Sign the most historic criminal justice reform that I had a part of, and we freed over 7,000 people from prison, 91% of them were black. He's also permanently funded HBCUs. He also lifted the federal ban that was against faith-based HBCUs. You know, before COVID hit, we had the lowest black unemployment. The fact that the man was willing to listen to someone like me and allow me to influence him to not only pass the First Step Act, but make it illegal for women to give birth in chains, I realize that this man is not the man that they're proclaiming him to be. You know, I don't, I don't have any problem with a, a person voting their interest. Uh, I saw a quote you said. You said, I credit, I credit President Trump for being my inspiration. Before she became active in conservative politics, I was a lifelong Democrat just because. Well, you know, monkey see, monkey do. I was just doing everything that my family was doing. I guess we had all been duped. So what made you, uh, you know, get away from the Democratic Party? Well, when I, my own story, when I came home from prison, I mean, I was a convicted felon. I was a single mother. I had four children waiting for me. They gave me a $25 check and a bus ticket and said, here, go start your life over. Well, we had absolutely nowhere to go. I couldn't get the welfare that I'd been able to get before. I couldn't get any housing assistance. So I had to figure out how I was going to make it. I had a God-given gift, which was writing. So I wrote my life story. From there, I went on to being a national best-selling author and then starting my own publishing company. Not only that, the part about being a single mother, remembering when I was getting those benefits and how Section 8 said, you know, as a single mother, we'll help you and your children but the father can't live in a home. Or when I was receiving welfare, they'll say, okay, you'll get this certain amount of money at the beginning every month, but you can only make a certain amount. It wasn't until I was denied government benefits and nobody wanted to help me that I discovered my greatness. And so this road to entrepreneurship is how I eventually became free. And I know if we really want to be free as a people, we got to reduce poverty. Because once we reduce poverty, we reduce crime. We need. The one thing I will agree with Ms. Stanton is the main reason why we have so-called serious criminality and crime amongst our community, or what they want to better call it, black on black crime, is simple because we have it because is all rooted in poverty because they extract and resource and take away certain things that black people were there to make a little decent wage and living to feed a family of four from shutting down the plant, overshoring a lot of the small hands-on jobs that black people, or, or most Americans, but most black people in particular, that they were able to work 
and support your family. Away. So what you do, you create criminality. Criminality is not something that you're born if you're African-American slash adult person. You are made to be a criminal. And everybody know that there's anybody born after 1965 would know this person. Especially if y'all were growing up around end of the 60s, going on 70s. You would know it pretty well. And the one thing that made her to where she is because what we call um, when you don't have nothing in your belly and you have to make do, or let's say you have to make some of yourself or create some because now there's no actual handout. That's when she said herself that. That's when the greatness started to rise. And you got to understand, you cannot be innovative and create anything unless you don't have nothing at all. It means if you have no money in your pocket, most likely you're going to be poor. And if you're poor, that means most likely you're going to be on the streets. And if you're in the streets, obviously there's only two things that you're going to do to survive. Either you're going to rob or kill or you're going to create something out of nothing. There's one, one of the few. And that's what it does to create so many innovation through uh, separation or what we call depriving somebody of something. So, you know, like I said, um, with these assistants, and let's keep it 100, most of the assistants that we see or don't understand as a people, the people that's in, you know, higher corporations are full of government assistance on higher welfare than us as people. So don't be fooled when they try to demonize and say, you should not be on these programs to hopefully get yourself established and you pay into the system. Don't be fooled, people. Don't be fooled. All right, let's, let's see what's on the tape. More entrepreneurs, and if I can do it, anybody can do it. You can do that as part of any party, though, or, even, or being an independent. You don't have to be a part of a party to do that, though, right? Well, I mean, I, for me personally, I'm a conservative because I don't believe in handout. I believe in hand up. When we talk about the Democratic Party, it's a large focus on welfare, right? People only need welfare for a certain amount of time. We don't need to become lifelong welfare recipients. I'm also not. Oh, we lost you. There we go. I'm sorry. I'm also not a Democrat because of abortion. This is my thing. Roe v. Wade was passed off of a lie. As of right now where we are, we're always crying about being an oppressed minority, but we are always going to be an oppressed minority if we continue to abort our offspring. Abortion is the biggest genocide against black America. They strategically place their abortion clinics in our neighborhoods, and every time you just about every time you hear a Democratic candidate go on stage, the first thing they say is black women need access to abortion. So if we really want to restore the value to our own lives, if we really want to say... You don't think it's a woman's say, right, though? A woman's right for abortion? I like, just want if, if a girl was, if a girl, like let's say a 16-year-old girl was raped or somebody was raped and they're pregnant. And they don't want to have that child. They don't want to have that experience. You don't feel like it's a woman's right to have an abortion? 
So they talk about women's rights and women's choice. We need to first figure out why the government gave us the choice to kill our children and get away with it. Because as a man, you make the child. If you wanted to kill the baby, you would go to jail. You don't have a right to decide whether or not your child lives. Neither should a woman. Even in the instance of rape, let's just talk about it because I've been raped before. I have a 27-year-old daughter that's a lawyer still deciding to choose life because at the end of the day, that child is still partly mine. Now, if you can't kill the person who raped you, why are we killing the child? And in addition to that, rape is only 1% of abortion. So the argument that's on the floor right now about abortion is the Democrats wanting to fund it. It's not necessarily taking away a woman's right, which I don't believe any woman should want a right, because here's the thing, you're taking away someone else's right to live. Well, I'm I definitely pro-choice, and I, I highly disagree. I'm, I'm pro-choice, and one of, the, one of the reasons I'll say that is because one of the reasons I'll say that is because I think history has proven that when abortion was illegal, women were still having abortions and they were doing them in very unsafe ways and dying from them. So that will still continue to go on. And then the only people who had access were people who could pay for private physicians so that they were able to travel, go get okay, their guns, so pay Angela, 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 yeah. Oh, God. My, my so-called Asian persuasion or a little invasion, you might be right, but you are also wrong, girl. If people, if abortion was illegal, let's keep it 100. Let's, 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 let's think about this. If it was, in, it was illegal, then obviously one of two things will happen. And I'm not gonna pull up the law, and I, I will do during the, the next as I keep on this audio playing the next skit. For every situation or every reaction, there is opposite, opposing, reactionary. Most of these women that know in their heart that they can't abort the babies, you know what's gonna happen? That if they're not taking all forms of contraceptive, 36 in particular, you're going to see them start taking more and more now. More than ever. Even to the point where the dudes that they are having sex with, they're going to have them and require them to put on that condom. Oh, yes, I'm going to go in tonight. Yes, sir. And why I'm saying is because on average, majority of some sisters don't really require most of these dudes, whether black or white, have their condoms on when they're ready to get down and make do the nasty. You feel me? Yes, yes, it's true. It's true. I mean, I hear some stupid women on YouTube come and say that, you know, they have to require a dude to get a condom. Well, number one, if you had required a dude put on condom also that you should not be having no sex if you're more carefree about your womb and I'm not talking about the STD part of that nonsense I'm talking about if you don't want to get knocked up there are ways you protect self now mind this is where the two way street come in play and we got to understand with feminism 
has really mushed a lot of women in this country, even in its creation back in the 60s. And was pushed and promoted by other groups of women, particularly non-black women. And the purpose for this is, is to push the influence and create a narrative where women of any race, including blacks, will sit there, push onto their journey to act and be like men in regards to how they care themselves and how they use their their own wounds as a as like a um a vacuum, if I can say that. To sit there and just absorb all types of DNA that comes from other men and think that there will be no consequence for living a whorish lifestyle. Like like really this is how backwards our society is, that they have conditioned the black woman. And some of the non-black women, too, the non-black women get it bad, too, but first they come to be on a day with black people today in this stream, is that you sit there and you try to conduct yourself like a male and say you want to better yourself education-wise, and it goes as far as go and live your little life, have sex with random men, multiple men, and eventually, once you get tired and you want to feel like you want to secure something, whether to secure a bag or secure some type of financial stability for a man, 10 years later, that man is nowhere to be found. Whereas Waldo, if anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but how is this happening? Because a lot of artists have been lied to and been fooled. And now in the 21st century, a lot of young women now are not going to play the same trick bag that they may listen to their mothers, grandmothers for the last 40 or more years. It's a new day, new era, and a lot of women are going to, I'm hopefully and praying that they will take more appreciation of their bodies, their wombs, and be smart in who they let enter and protect themselves of all costs, even in the, in the form of not even getting pregnant by the dudes that they, they are sleeping with. But, you know, let's go on with the tape. Large sum of money, so that actually something. endangered our people who were living in poverty because they something. couldn't afford to go to a private doctor. Let me tell you something. A baby dies every time in an abortion. Every time a woman has an abortion, a baby dies. You can't say Black Lives Matter and don't include the black lives that are in the womb. Now, when you're talking about health care... Is it a fetus or a baby? Let's talk about... A, look up the definition of a fetus. A fetus is a human baby. Now, when you're talking about health care and in the black community, we need to remember the Negro Project and Title X funds. When you go research the history of Planned Parenthood, the founder, Margaret Sanger, was a racist. The Negro Project was about them implementing birth control into our population, into our communities to keep us from populating to keep us from reproducing. Now, the thing of it is, when you guys say you're pro-choice, you have to think about this, the word and the trick. Why is it pro-life and then pro-choice? Because the opposite of life is death. The choice is death. So what we have to decide now is when we are voting, is are you going to vote for your children, your future children to die or your future children to live? Why not give them access to... It's a choice. What's the choice, though? Life or death. Okay, so why would a mother choose death for her child? Everybody that's here, even all of us on this live, 
we got here because our mamas got pregnant. At the end of the day, it's somebody's life. So how is it that I don't think everybody that... that's advocating for abortion has never been aborted? How are, you, how are you going to get someone else's right to live? Because if you understand lifespan development, you know that we all go from being an embryo to a fetus to an infant to a toddler to a child to a teenager. It's a life. So when you guys Context, matter. Matter, Context matters, though. Context matters, though. If a woman got raped, and I, I understand you say it's less than 1%, but if a woman got raped, I wouldn't expect her to carry that child. Not okay, at all. So, even, so, listen, Not so at even, all. let's just say that's fair, and, that, and that's the decision for it. If they say, okay, we're going to make this exception, if a woman is raped, let her make that decision. We still ended somebody else's life that didn't commit the rape. Let's remember that. But what about the other 99%? What about the fact that every time you see an advertisement for Planned Parenthood, it's targeting black women? What about the fact that 46% of our population has been aborted since 1974 when Roe v. Wade was passed? So when we're talking about the black vote and how we are the minority, why are we not waking up and realizing that we are not only killing our own army but also aborting our votes? So what I would like to do as a congressman, because I promise you everybody is voting for our children to die on the Democrat side. I would love to bring balance. I would love to give opportunity to women. Because look, you can't tell me that the only way I can survive or be successful is by having an abortion when I'm a woman that came home from prison and raised four kids on my own, which are all a blessing. So if we want them to value our lives, then we need to begin to value the lives of our offspring. My one vote on the floor, the only thing it's going to do is bring balance. Because at the end of the day, I want to save black lives. Uh, I still believe in a woman's we, we, right to choose what to do with her body and her reproduction. Yes. See, and I still believe that as, as, as you, you it is her body. Have the same body. But you and your mother don't have the same body. It's not her body. So again, it's y'all inside of her body. It's a baby inside of her body. It's still an embryo. Baby. So if you can live but with. I still feel that as history has shown, women, women, women are still going to have abortions, whether or not it's illegal, and it's a very dangerous practice. So that's that does happen. To and it does end up killing people. That has so we wiped would, out half of our race. We would, ra- we would to rather. Support? Uh, to support what? Is that an excuse to support a racist organization that has wiped out half of the black race? Planned why is it that we only provide? Clinics? You know, Planned Parenthood well, doesn't only provide it? abortions for people. You, you know, they do. You know, they, they do a lot more work than that as well. Dollars. So does every other OBGYN. We don't need Planned Parenthood to provide those services. We can go to any health clinic and get those services. Not only that, Planned Parenthood was just offered sixty million dollars from our federal government for those funds. They to take care of those other programs. They walked away from it because the stipulation was that they couldn't use those funds to perform abortion. Now, that is no excuse for us to say we are going to support uh, uh, an undocumented that, that make, is a racist make, organization. Because you believe that doesn't make it that, that other women have to believe that. You can believe well, that we you're against but, abortion, but and that's fine. To, you can be against well, abortion, but you can't to, make another woman do what she wants to do with her body. I don't think she's trying to make them. Why does the Democrat Party have to pay for it? Why do us as, as pro-lifers, people that believe in life and want your children to live, your future children to live, why do our tax dollars have to pay for those children to be slaughtered? Because not only are they murdered and dismembered in the womb, but then their body parts are sold and some of them are harvested. So what they're voting for on the floor now is funding it. 
I don't want to support a party that wants to pay for black life to be exterminated. I do not support the Democrat Party. If you can't give black women another option besides abortion, and if every time we come up as a black people, as a community on the floor, the only thing we're being offered is free access to abortion, then that tells me you don't really care about black life. So I'm not that's the only option that's being die. offered? That's not the only option that's being offered. So, so tell have, me what else people do you have hear options. In People have options. They can choose that. They can choose to put a baby up for adoption. They can choose to ha- they well, can why do whatever do you they feel want. Like, and if they why choose do you feel like they to have an abortion, why do you feel like why do you feel like tax people who don't believe in killing babies should have to pay for it with tax dollars? If you want to abort your child, have- why do I have to pay for it? I don't feel like. Well, first of all, I don't think that what you're paying is for is just for abortions when you pay for services from a clinic. That's not all that they not do. That's a small I said percentage about of it. Them turning away the sixty million in federal funding for those programs. So what I'm saying is what they're asking for is to fund abortion. What we're saying is we don't want to pay for it. And the same thing with sex reassignment surgery as a conservative. It's not something right. that tax dollars should fund. Because you are you're anti LGBTQIA. I'm not anti L don't say that. Don't That was excellent, excellent. Before I continue this, and I'm going to say some things further on the stream for the Republican um, running for um, election in Georgia, things that she might not really want to decline or say. But just answer the character. I understand why the Breakfast Club picks certain people as a cast. They pick a Hispanic man a black man, and a mixed woman. That's not by coincidence, people. That is really struck. That's actually by design. They don't pick an actual black woman in a lot of these conversations unless there's an actual real black woman that sits there checking a mixed woman like Angela E. And, you know, I've come to my own decisions, you know, with this one-drop rule nonsense. It's null and void to me because my thing is this. Mixed blood has mixed different feelings. You can't sway between the two and say that you're down for black cause, black people, and then all of a sudden you have to cater to the other side. No, either you all the way in or you're all the way out. And Angela E., I'm going to say personally, she's not really a black woman. No, she's not. I don't care how much y'all gonna hate me and get mad at me when I'm just saying this. But I'm gonna be honest with you. From listening to today's um from the discussion argument with her with this black woman, no, nah, she's not really a black woman at all. No. no. So, yeah. Like I said, um this abortion thing, you know a lot of black people, especially the ones on the breast club, have some problem with women in our community killing the our babies, for whatever reason, including they talking about this thing about rape. And everybody knows rape out of 95 or greater is one of those small things that you as women, you get raped, the chance of you getting um, knocked up or conceiving is very high. And most of the times, if it's high, 
it happens when they get most victims that are like almost children in a way. I remember there was a story, I think it was in Ohio, this was like two years ago, of a mother bringing home a totally weird stranger from the street to bring him in, house him in food and shelter, like everything else, and while she was at work, this bum-ass nigga was sitting there raping all three of her daughters, even knocking up two twins which she was able to abort one of them that's not a twin, but one of the other two couldn't be um, abort because they were already far from term once she found they were, they were pregnant. But it goes back to, again, rape is only a small fracture of conception in many communities across the United States. It is not the majority where a whole lot will make a decision to abort babies. So for her, to, her um, Charlemagne, or DJ Envy mention that garbage, that's null and void to me. It's null and void. We talk about people that, that sit there by choice when they choose to sleep with the opposite have and concede to have children and decide to abort it. I don't focus so much on the rape aspect because like this rape is like more than less than 2% out of every scenario of actual conceptualization. So, yeah. let's continue. But you did some of the things I don't agree with. I'm not anti, because when you say anti-LGBTQ, you're putting in lesbian, right. bi, gay, you lumping everything in together. I so said, so what are you anti? Right. What are you against then? Explain. I'm asking. So what are you against, man? This is, this is what I don't agree with. I don't agree that I should be forced to recognize a man as a woman if he has had a sex change. I don't believe I should be forced to recognize that. I also don't believe that children should be associated with anything LGBTQ. I'm not against anybody grown doing what they want to do, but I am against associating children with that, and here is why. When you break down LGBTQ, what it means and what it stands for, it's all sexual preference. Children shouldn't be identified with sexual preference. So when you have gay characters in cartoons, in every essence, you are opening up the door and teaching children about sex. This is my opinion. I feel as though laws need to be in place that protect children. That's all where I'm at. Children you know, gender and sexual preference are two different. Gender and sexual preference are two different things. Just because you're associating you are a certain gender doesn't mean that you're having sex and that's a sexual and, and so let's and, and let's talk about that. Even when it comes to children, why are we confusing children with gender identity? I don't think that children are confused when they say, this is the body that I feel like I have and this is what I am. I don't think anyone's forcing so it on them. If I say if I say I'm a turtle, does that make me a turtle? Is that a gender that's an option for you? If, I if, 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 right if, just because I man. feel like it. So wouldn't you say that, wouldn't you Angela, say that being a woman is Angela, more than a feeling? Angela, I would respect like, your right uh, to be a turtle. If you wanted to be a turtle, I would not tell you that you're not a turtle. Like, like okay, the way you don't have the right to make my children believe that I, but I don't have the right to use my influence 
or make laws to make children believe that you can magically turn into a turtle when we know that it's not true. So there's a certain thing called gender dysphoria, and it's very similar to people that have anorexia. So people that have anorexia, in their minds, they believe that they're fat. They really are not. Gender dysphoria is the same thing. We have people that believe that they are in the wrong body. They are not. So here's my thing. Having an operation to make you look like the opposite sex does not make you the opposite sex. I feel as though it's confusing children. Now, I'm not here to take away gay rights. I have a son that's a part of the community. I have an aunt that's a part of the community, plenty of friends. I love them, but I stand on what I believe, and that's only two genders. Now, you know, the politician is going to be very liberal in regards to homosexual, you know, causes, LGBTQ, et cetera. And I get it. You know, she has played the political game. Nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, like I said before, um, you know, it's funny. When it comes to our people, and it's somewhat happy about homosexuality, it makes me really think critically how much of us as in the community has been really been literally fucked physically by within our community from uncles or any other relatives or people outside our immediate circle that makes us behave to the way where we have no problem with homosexuality. I wonder that. I think about that. I always really have a little thought and put some real deep critical thinking on this. And I'm saying that, you know, these people were given rights by a system for one purpose and only one purpose only, to depopulate people. Then I can give you money or find any or put money into your hand to have you go more crazy than you are unless it, the purpose in the end game is to see you gone. They know you're not going to produce anything out of this. So what they do, they say, well, if, if it's better to create more confusion because now we could eliminate as much people as possible. At the end of the day, it's always about eliminating people with every move. And people are not aware and they have not really read Greco-Roman history. Even in the days of Rome, Caesar, the Roman Empire, especially when it comes to army, where the president or the governor or the king of the time had to put laws in place for his warriors to procreate and have sex with women amongst their communities because they were not producing children. They were more focused in having sex with each other, engaged in booty eating, you know, uh, anal activities, penetration of another man. And they were loving it. They were finding it fruitful and was having a ball. But they know in warfare it takes numbers, and they know with every army that they go through lose, they're not replacing because a lot of men were more focusing pleasing each other, other men, instead, you know, find a woman, pleasing her, and procreating. So, but, like, at the end of the day, that's why they had to put laws in place to force them to procreate. So they're putting laws during that time, and that was centuries ago, to prevent their population from 
completely um, being exterminated. What do you think is the reverse here in this soil, in this country? They're doing the opposite. They're promoting and preferring you have sex with the same sex. Now, I can really literally tell you that, but they recommend it. They go as far as encourage it. So, at the end of the day, this is all strategy to eliminate as much people as possible and, you know, keep the numbers down. That's all. Continue. So your son is your son is gay. So you can't be. There's no way you yes, can't be anti LGBT. Yeah, I raised him. I love him to death. That's so you're anti trans. Here's the thing: you can't. I'm anti what? Trans, right? Y'all love to use that word. I never said that. Grown people can do what they want to do, but why are we confusing children? Why are we trying to make children believe in something that's not real? I think I that is. Children can get a sex change. No children can get a sex change. So you, you're mad like Dwayne oh, Wade well, yes and, how they can. and how he's raising his Yes, son. they can. You don't know that there are laws allowing children to be given hormone blockers that's actually sterilizing them now and keeping them from producing breast stuff before they've even gone into prop, uh, uh, puberty. puberty. They, yes, they are. And so there need to be laws against that. So I just took my daughter to the doctor the other day. She was only 15 years old. She just turned 16. And the first thing the doctor asked her was, what gender do you identify with? First of all, ma'am, that's a minor. She identified with what she was born. She was a female. She's known she's a female ever since I gave birth to her. So why are we encouraging mental health? Why are we allowing them to confuse our youth, confuse our children? When you grow up and you're an adult, if that's what you want to do, you have every right. I believe people should love who they want to love, absolutely. But when we come to our children and giving them options, and not allowing them to make informed decisions, we need to tell them the truth. I think Angela, that it's easy to say child. that when you have an. Go ahead, Charlamagne. I think it's easy to say that when you haven't ex- experienced it and you don't know what it's like. But as a person who I myself know many trans women, I understand that they felt like, uh, for a majority of them, they felt like that since they were young. I was born and I was assigned this gender at birth as a male, but. I feel like I was, I'm a so woman, Angela, and that's the gender that I identify you, with. And I saying. think, and I think, and I think that it's dangerous for you to tell a child they can't be who they are because that leads to all kinds of mental trauma later on in so life. Let's, and that's so let's do this. So let's do this. So you saying, first of all, let's talk about what you said. You said all of your transgender friends, and I have them too, saying that they felt like they were a woman. Well, being a woman is more than a feeling. Feeling like a woman doesn't make you a woman. And when you tell me that I'm telling a child, let's just say my son was gay, if, if he told me he felt like he was a female, that I would be doing damage to him by telling him that he's a male, I feel like I would be doing damage to him by telling him that he's a female, which would also force him into dismembering his body and believing that he is a female. Because even after they go through the surgery, reality hits they are still not biological women. So the healthy and responsible thing to do as a parent is to tell your child the truth and teach them to love themselves and be comfortable in the skin that they are in. So you can't tell me you're telling people to accept themselves for who Uh, they are when they are. Excellent, Ms. Sanderson. Yes. So teach and promote and preach love themselves, which we very lack in this community. And mind you, I don't accept homosexuality, as y'all know. I don't accept any of that freaky stuff that, you know, people said they are. 
very sick at the end of the day. But like I said before, and I'll say this again, that what happens, and this is the problem a lot of people don't really understand. When a person has low self-esteem and feels that something's wrong with them and they have to change it, that's the highest form of low self-esteem that I could know of, that I could think of. And the only solution that you as a person that have think very low of yourself, you need to go see actual clinical psychiatric therapy, real therapy. Go out your way and take in the people's taxpayer money to go get the whole surgery from the breast implants, the fat implants. Hell, even go as far as if you're a man, you go and maybe you might decide to chop off your dick, which most people that are tranny don't chop off the dick because they know that if they did that, they will look at themselves and will regret what they did, even to the point where a lot of them commit suicide after they, they chop off the thing that separates them from man and woman. And I'm telling you right now, you can't be a trans person and still keep that equipment. You're homosexual with boobs. You're not no trans. It's disturbing. It's very disgusting. To notice that you want to plug a man, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, it's, it's very sick. Oh, and before I continue, the call number for tonight's show is 712-770-4160. The access code is 915-411-POT. I repeat, 712-770-4160. Access code 915-411-POT. Tonight's subject, Chaos Rain presents. Chaos Rain presents Abortion Is it Is it the real cause of death Of black people Or is it a real cause of death In the black community Either or And you know The audio speaks for itself Well let's continue on Not accepting themselves For who they are but you're That's telling that. them who they are instead of them instead of letting them be who they are. No, 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 no. I'm not telling them who they are. I'm helping them understand who they are because what you want to do is tell them a lie. Because you can tell a man all day he a woman. I don't think you're telling. I don't think anybody's telling a child that if they feel like that and that's this is who I you am. Are, you would be I'm not going to say your child and you who you are. To your child and you would be an irresponsible parent to lie to your child and make them believe that they are something other than they are born. But however. I don't want to waste too much time on anything negative or creating this atmosphere like I'm against LGBTQ or I'm against anybody because I'm not. I just have my beliefs. But I would love mm -hmm. to talk about unemployment and what I would like to do for the District of, of Georgia. We definitely going to get to Angela. I want to ask you one question, though. As you, you raised your son as a liberal. So as your, uh, no, as your view no, I didn't. The, you didn't? How did you raise your son? I didn't I'm necessarily saying, you, push any politics. I didn't necessarily. Oh, no, no, no. So I, don't, I, him, I don't mean on him. So you let, I don't, I don't, you let him be what he wanted to be. Yeah, I don't mean on him. He's a, he's a gay male. I, I would never, ever encourage him to be a female. He, you can be gay and still be a man. Yeah, well, no, what I meant was you, your views was that of a liberal. So as your views switched to conservatives, did that change? No, actually, to be, to be completely honest, my views were always that of conservative, which most black people are. 
You understand? But I was mm-hmm. always voting Democrat because we just had this monolithic thought process and we just went ahead with it because that's what everyone else was doing. But when it came to traditional family values, when it came to being entrepreneurs, hand up, not hand out, starting your own business, mm-hmm. when it came to things like um, faith, the freedom of religious rights, those things I had always had that mindset but was still voting Democrat, voting against my own interests. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about unemployment because, you know, uh, your president, Donald Trump, is the reason that 40 million people are unemployed right now because of his response to coronavirus. Well, I would disagree. <laughs> I would disagree. <laughs> I would disagree. But let's talk are you about, disagreeing about his response to the coronavirus. Um, or do you disagree about? Well, let's talk about let's talk about his response. What did, what about his response did you guys have the issue with? I mean, the fact that he denied it in February and said that you know it was only one. Case well, in January he tried to close the borders against China and they called him a racist and a ex- and a xenophobe and a bigot and everything else. And then he actually did close the borders to China. Not only that, he mm-hmm. mentioned COVID at his State of the Union speech on February 4th, the one that Nancy Pelosi ripped up. And then she went to China's home saying that, that COVID wasn't a big issue. So I think that because this is something that has happened, this is his first time in presidency, I'm not here to defend him. You know, I know a lot of times he say things that are wild. I'm more focused on his policies, but I do think that he handled it as best as he could in his administration, especially if we look at what's happening now. You know, I have to question the fidelity of COVID when we have all of these Democrat leaders that were telling us it wasn't safe for us to go to church, it wasn't safe for us to open our businesses, but yet we see them all lined up at a funeral with 3,000 people after several people have lost their loved ones and wasn't even able to bury them. So I have to question the validity of it. At this point, mm-hmm. and you don't think Donald okay. Trump is a, is, a, is a racist? Why would I think Donald Trump is a racist when I know his history? Before Donald Trump ran for president, no one thought he was a racist. They showed that's not true. Yeah, I don't know that that's true. Building. So, so yeah, let's it, talk it, about it that. Did. Let's talk. Let's 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 mm-hmm. let's get factual. And again, I want to talk about what I want to do for the District of Georgia. I don't want to tie. You know, spend up too much time trying to defend Donald Trump, but that was an issue about him not renting to people that had Section 8. Now, I got a brother who has property and is not going to rent to people on Section 8. I know people in my own community, I know people that wouldn't rent to me when I was on Section 8. So then they talk about the Central Park 5. Why did Donald Trump Correct. go out of his way to run these ads? And guess what my response is to that? Guess what my response is to that? Y'all more mad at Donald Trump than y'all mad at Antron's own daddy for making him confess. First of all, I got an issue with the daddy. Y'all mad at Trump. I want to know why his father made him confess and knew that it was a lie. Second of all, those five men, God bless them, and I fight for criminal justice reform. I'm glad they are free. I'm also glad that they have been compensated. But I also know that Donald Trump has freed nearly 7,000 people, 91% of them black. I also know that Joe Biden has not apologized for his 94 crime bill and will not apologize for it, which has thousands of black men in prison right now that I am fighting for to be free. So how are you more upset about Trump, about five, than you are about Joe Biden, which lets the majority of black America incarcerated? I would like oh, to say on track, though, if we're talking about Trump, right. instead of comparing and talking about other people, we're talking about just Trump here. If we're going to talk about that, 
instead of saying, well, why didn't this no, person do that? No, we're going to talk about all of it. We need to discuss that's, the hypocrisy. That's like a Black Lives Matter that you say, but what about black or black crime? Be worried about what really impacts black people, which is mass incarceration, not those five men. Because those five men are home. Let's talk about our brothers and sisters that's incarcerated right now that we need to get out. We can get I mean, into I that, would, but that, that's showing that Donald Trump is a racist. The fact that he wouldn't let black people rent into the prison, the fact that he no, put out a first team athlete, black, but he's, he's innocent black people that never, and never apologize for it. That was King, that was King. We let you speak, you got to let us speak too. You, you can't, what, you can't what, speak over us in this speech, man. But y'all lying. We all talk about lying. You are lying. You are lying. Well, Angela, Angela, in 1973, uh, an employee, when he got sued, uh, an employee did quote in court documents that uh, they were that they were told to rent only to Jews and executives. When 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 there was a lawsuit mm-hmm. against Trump, nothing about Section Eight. Mm-hmm. Fo- okay. 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 Is this around the same time? Is okay. So is this around the same time? 1973. Jesse Jackson start the Rainbow Push Coalition. Is this the same time he gave him a, a floor on a temple on the Empire State Building and gave him a million dollars to help this organization that still helps us? So are we talking about an issue with one employee? Maybe he got upset. Maybe he said something. We're going to stay focused on the past. Can we talk about what Donald Trump is doing right now right. with black people? Because y'all talking about Listen, there's been many, many, there's been a long history of, of racist acts. And, and, I, and, and I, it's not just one thing. That Obama... And, okay, he okay. So you want to sit up? Obama's not running for president. And, and, and but he, he he was he he did run for president. Uh, Trump is the president right now and has done more for black. People so you're saying Obama's a racist? Eight years. I'm saying Trump did more for Obama than uh, Trump did more for Black America than Obama did is, in eight years that he was let, in office. What, what, what has he done for those? For, Let's talk about it. What has he done? I've already what has he done? said it. I've already gave you the rundown. I've already talked about criminal justice reform. I already talked about permanently funding HBCUs, which their funding was snatched away during the Obama area. I also talked about faith-based, uh, a ban on faith-based HBCUs that was listed. He also designated in particular office in the White House just to deal with HBCUs. HBCUs were coming back every single year for funding. He made it where they were funded permanently and did not have to do that. He has created opportunity zones. He has the lowest black unemployment. But again, it's not about Trump. No opportunity zones. Talk about about people. You know that, right? You know opportunity it, zones. It, but are not listen, only for black they, you people. bring them to and the you know opportunity zones for people right that can now, afford to stay in that building and not sell it. Which so people, we don't that have, means that for so, people that have so money. The most is majority that? of the people that have so, money are white so people. Whose issue is so, that? So, so, so if who, you want to talk who, who, opportunity zone in real estate, we can have this conversation all day. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't tell me don't tell me we don't have enough black people that have money that can take advantage of the I just say that I said the majority of real estate investors are white and they can hold down not for years. Opportunity zones are not for only black people communities. If black people do not step up, hold on. Let me hear what Angela Hold on. This is what I'm saying. Opportunity zones are for black communities to rebuild our communities, which is exactly what we need now. Um, I'm now switching over to my other thing. So I can now see if anybody is raising their hand. So if you guys raise your hand, I will open the lines. Just let y'all know right now. Um, I'm going to let the thing continue to play. 
especially with all of the things that have been burned down in our community. We have enough black people in power with money to take advantage of these tax breaks. But what we have is a lot of leaders and people with money that truly do not care. Okay? So funds can be created. We can put together pools. We can, this is an opportunity for us to come together and rebuild our neighborhoods and rebuild our community. So we can't always just sit back and say we're going to point the finger at somebody else. Right. When are we going to have accountability? But I would because think it's only for black people. Opportunity zones for everybody. It don't, it don't, it's not but it's just the thing that says only African-Americans can buy these properties. Opportunity zones is for everybody, it's, white, you're black, Jewish, for low-income areas. You're missing it. You're missing it. But they're, 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 they're for investments for our community. That's the point. They're for investments for our community, but it's not just for black people. It's for our community. And if they come to our community, they bring jobs. Just like the Wendy's we saw burned down up the street in Atlanta. You got 15 people that lost their jobs. These are black people. It brings opportunity to people in our community. You know so what don't say that it does not help us. You know what they're doing with opportunity zones? Kind of like what they did in Jersey City. Kind of like what they did in Newark. Kind of like what they did in Harlem. Kind of what they did in Brooklyn. They come in Who is and that? take those properties and they Who wait for the time period. And then when the time period happens, what do they usually so, do? They, they, they raise so, the rent, they push us out, and then we don't own these areas. I don't know if you've been to so, Harlem so or if you've been to Jersey City, Hoboken, or Brooklyn in certain areas. I have the majority of people that, if you want to talk over me, I'll let you speak. Can you let me speak? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just, Go ahead. I'll let you speak. I'm just saying, I'm, I, let me finish speaking. So in those areas, what happened? They usually push us out, raise the rent high, and push us away from those areas. A lot of areas in Brooklyn and Harlem and Jersey City and Hoboken and Detroit and Chicago downtown, we don't live in those areas. We were from those areas, but we were pushed out. Raised the rent, opportunity zones, people came, they gave them rebates, they gave them all these refunds. After that was over, pushed us out, and we can't afford to go back to those areas. So that's what those zones were. It's not just okay. for African Americans. Now, can I, question, now can I see? You said you had a question. Again, man. at the end of the day, we need to have some accountability. You keep saying they, 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 they. Black people have the same access to do the same exact thing. At some point, we're going to have to stop pointing fingers. Yes, we do. Enough of us got money. We can go in here and take advantage of these tax breaks. See, y'all got homeboys. Y'all interview all types of celebrities. If we really want to rebuild Black Street, if we really want to restore Black America, then we still have the opportunity right now. Pull our people together. Let's go take advantage of these tax breaks. Let's create our own opportunities and employ our own people. That's the answer because we can't keep sitting back waiting on somebody else to make something happen to us because when they open up these loans and they open up these access, we have the same exact access, but we do not take advantage of it. But so the majority of Okay. Yes, she's right. You have the opportunity. But how many people are taking advantage of the opportunity that's here now? I remember the same conversation I had with Mr. Rochester, Sean. Sean Rochester, the man that wrote the book on um, black tax. He said, I said on the same stream a few weeks ago, that, okay, you... Black people need reparations. I get it. But what do you do till now? And there's many opportunities now that most of people could take advantage now. Even during this um, pandemic we have right now, and we got to put the honest on ourselves now. And hear me out. What are we doing now as people now since we all still in our house, either working or not working, 
to be the better version of herself, to be better and learn something, take advantage of the time that you're at home learning a new skill or find these type of investment opportunities. What are we doing right now as people? Because opportunities are always here in during any travesty, epidemic, all this stuff. And a lot of people that are the ones that in the inside know and they take full advantage. We should always ask this to ourselves as black people. What are we taking advantage now? Because the senior wait for, like I said, this government to really do right by us, you're dreaming. You're sick. Yes, they're, they're supposed to be giving us things to better ourselves and that is rightfully owed to us as black people, but what we do till now. And I'll have to agree in some aspects of this conversation on Andrew Statman, besides what these people on the Breakfast Club trying to, you know, give the little small excuse. And mind you, everything that's affecting black people is on their policy basis. And we must keep that in mind. So as much time as we try to pull ourselves up, there's some other anchor trying to draw us back in because of the help of the policy that's put in place to keep black people underdeveloped and out of the competition. So you always got to be vigilant and follow the signs and move and threat very smartly in regards to what we need to do in culture as a collective, as a whole lot of people. And then trust me, we have to really think smart and critical to take advantage of even the little housing things that's now rent or any house that's closed and abandoned, that these houses now, especially in certain states of America, are right now could be bought for dirt cheap. Places like Indiana, Detroit, certain places, because a lot of them have been crashed during even some have not even recovered from their first housing crisis of 2008. So opportunities out here, we have to take advantage. I don't care how you do it as a man or woman in this country, do it, and do it very fast. Let's continue. Go ahead, Angela. No, I was going to say, since we're talking about access, do you think it's an issue with the Paycheck Protection, Protection Program that they're not saying what companies got the money? and that there's not full disclosure on what was happening with those funds? Um, does it need to be full disclosure to the full public, or does it need to be full disclosure just to HUD or SBA? Who, who needs access to it? I mean, I think there has to be some accountability. I think we should know where well, is that well, money going, because there's a lot of businesses that were small businesses that weren't able to access those funds well, because they were depleted so quickly. That. I can tell you I know for a fact several small black businesses in Atlanta area that did get access to those funds. I mean, we even saw a huge article about Carly Red's boyfriend getting $2 million and going and buying a Rolex and paying child support. I think what it is is that we need to make sure that we are educating our communities on how to take advantage of these opportunities. So if they gave out the PPE loans and said, hey, guys, fill it out. How many of us actually went through the process of filling out the paperwork? Or if we didn't know how to properly fill out the paperwork, well, made sure that we engaged our communities for them to get access. So we can't say, oh, they just gave this money to all of these rich um, or corporations. That's not true. 60, I didn't say that. I was just 60, asking 60%, for if you think there should be 60, disclosure. 60% of uh, all that. small black yeah, there should definitely be disclosure, but 60% of all small uh, black-owned businesses didn't even apply for the PPP, and that's why uh, Robert Smith so let's just, com. 
Yeah. You know, but actually, a lot of us can't get access. A lot of us can't get loans. You know, it's but, difficult but, for but, a lot but, of African-Americans to get loans. But that's but why, why? But that's why Robert Smith did QuickBase.com and Diddy did um, OurFairShare.com to ensure that. But 60% of the people didn't even go, go for it. But let me ask you a question. Andy. What would be your plan to sustain? Our okay. We do. I, I agree I, with you. That our community if definitely we, needs if to If we educate educated. them on, because remember in school, I don't know about you guys, but I was raised in the hood in school. They didn't teach us about credit. You know what I'm saying? They didn't teach us about finances. Any of us had to, they didn't teach us about entrepreneurship, and that's something that I like to see our children in taught in school. I mean, it's like we just jump out there, and then we don't take advantage of the stuff because we don't have the education. It's not because we can't get it. We're not educated on how to get it. We're not educated on how to establish credit. We're not educated on how to get loans. Okay, Angela, can I ask you another question? Your, oh, go ahead. What would be your plan, Angela, to uh, sustain people who are still not working wow. because of your because of your president wow, well, when unemployment payments run out in July. <laughs> <laughs> unemployment definitely runs out in July. African American unemployment right now I want to say is at sixteen eight percent. Nationwide unemployment is at thirteen percent. I want to focus mainly on disaster recovery uh, management, especially after what we saw with job, with uh, COVID creating job creation, job growth. I think that would be an immediate fix and impact. And not only that, but teaching a lot of people in our inner center and inner city and disadvantaged communities about entrepreneurship. You know, people need to know where their next check is coming from. And like I told you before, if we can reduce poverty, we can reduce crime. I know that's why I committed a crime 15 years ago. I was a single mother. I wanted to take a chance on giving my children a better life. And I made a decision and thought I could get away with it, just as we see with a lot of people returning home and coming home from prison, these people that have been serving 20, 30 years. If they come home and they don't have access to gainful employment, they're going to go back to doing what they usually do. If we want to see crime rise, we need to not create jobs, not create entrepreneurship. I think for our communities, we all have a God-given gift. Mine was writing. I learned how to take that and make it into a profitable business. We have people that know how to cook. We have people that know how to paint. We have people that know how to work with their hands. We can create our own businesses and begin to build our own wealth. And for me, that's one of the main focal points of my campaign. You know, All right, one question I, I want to um, – Oh, go ahead. You. Go ahead. No, one question I wanted to ask you is why do you think so many white supremacist groups support Donald Trump? I think it's because they were white supremacists when Obama was in office. And I think that because Obama was a black man, they happy to see any white man in office. It could have been, it could have been Hillary Clinton. They would have supported her. Anybody besides a black face. I don't believe that the president has control over who supports him. I don't. And I think Do you think he should denounce them? Do you think he should denounce them? He has. You want me to pull up the video and show it to you? Well, all you, you, you got to do is type say good in. You can't call them fine people. President Trump denounced KKK and white supremacy. There's a whole video Not of him really. doing that, and he also designated them a terrorist group. Google that also. But you can't say fine people on both sides in some place like Charlottesville. So can, can, I, can I give – we back on Trump again versus my campaign, but let me just say this. I was just on the ground in Minneapolis, right? And when I was on the ground in Minneapolis, I had people with me, and we were doing a very peaceful protest. And then there were people that were not doing a peaceful protest, busting people on the head, breaking stuff, and all of that. So in my honest opinion, 
when the president said there are very fine people on both sides, he was talking about the people that were peacefully protesting. If you go watch the entire clip and not just the snippet that they put out to try to make it seem as if he was saying something racist, you would have a better understanding. What I want us to do is not look at me as a black woman and think that I'm a sellout or I'm not for black people because at the end of the day, you would back in the day, they had to call Harriet Tubman a coon for going to work with white people to free the slaves. I'm not going to apologize for the favor they Harriet got. Harriet wasn't going to work. Administration. <laughs> Angela, Harriet wasn't going to work. It's not like she woke up in the morning and said, I'm going to go clock in for this I don't slavery work today. With the administration. I advocate <laughs> on behalf of black America with the administration. I'm not employed by the administration. Every time I go to the White House, I'm going there with an issue for black America. Do you feel like you have to be loyal to Trump because he pardoned you? I don't feel like I have to be loyal to Trump, but I'll tell you something. I am a loyal person. <laughs> I do understand loyalty. If Trump has done something that I feel would hurt black people or would hurt disadvantaged communities, I would be the first one to say something. I would not align myself with someone or something that I believe was intentionally bringing harm to my community. If we focus on the policy and not the person. Because here's my thing. I didn't like my grandmother. My grandmother was mean. Every time I asked for something, I got cussed out. She never said anything with love, but she never did anything to harm me. She always had my best interest. She was not a very nice person. We may not like what Trump do or what Trump says. We may not like what Joe Biden says, but we need to pay attention to what these people are doing, damn what they are saying. What are you doing? What type of impact is it having on us as a community? Is it benefiting us? Black America, this is what we need. We need to restore our communities, okay? We need to get black men out of prison, get them back in their homes, have them raising our children. We need to rebuild Black Wall Street. It is time for us now to act and to come together and make these things happen for us instead of depending on a government system to do it. The reason why well, listen, we feel Angela, no, I, 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 um, I have to push back on you because Trump's policies have hurt black people. I mean, you talk specific. about the economy, you talk about the tax laws that are disproportionately be, No, 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 be specific when you talk about, now. Well, they were disproportionately left out of Trump's tax cuts. Uh, African-American households receive only 5% of the benefits from Trump's tax law, despite making up 13% of U.S. households. When you talk about education, Trump rolled back Obama-era efforts geared towards protecting black students wait a minute, wait a minute. discrimination Trump, and school you, punishment. Hold on. Hold on. Come on now. Did you not see Trump pass school choice? Did you not see the black girl at the State of the Union that he gave, and, and that he gave a, a, a scholarship to? So school choice is what we need because our children are stuck in public schools while their children get to go to private schools and charter schools and have access to more opportunities. So what we have to do is be factual in what we are saying because what's happening is there are a lot of media bias out here. And what we see is we see one thing that one person says and we just go by it and we're not doing our own factual research. Okay. Well, what about criminal justice? Trump took us backwards on criminal justice by rescinding and weakening you know, you Obama-era you know protections on policing. You know I'm not going to let you say that. You know I'm not going to let you say that. So criminal justice reform. Let's talk about the historic criminal justice reform bill that's going to bring the, uh, nearly 100,000 people home from prison. So what – hold on one second. My earpiece fell out. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. So what this bill does – so there's a huge difference between the Fair Sentencing Act and the First Step Act. So what the Fair Sentencing Act with Obama passed 
This did not apply to those that had life off of three strikes, you're out. So three strikes, you're out. This is how the majority of black people ended up in prison. You would commit a crime one time. Let's say I'd be on the street. You would catch me with a $50 bomb, lock me up, I bond out. You catch me on the street again, I got a $20 bomb, and you lock me up, I bond out. That third time, you can give me life in prison. Like three strikes you out is what has the majority of people in prison serving life for marijuana. When President Trump passed the First Step Act, those are the people that benefited from that law, and those are the people, since you brought them up, that Obama left behind. That's how black America ended up being massively incarcerated. Because you can't say, and, and you know, the First Step Act was bipartisan. We had bit, plenty of black people that was pushing for this bill to get it passed. So we can't just but say be, yeah. Trump rolled us back because right. you had but, everybody fighting. But, but that's because black people were tired of getting nothing in regards to criminal justice reform, so they took a little something. But we can't sit here and act like, you know, uh, Trump's mean? administration That's isn't, a lot something. But listen, even with the first step back, we can't act like Trump's administration is not working behind the scenes to undermine those laws and put inmates back behind bars because he, he encourages harsher sentences for drug offenses, including nonviolent ones. How? Yeah, the department, the, department of Justice, the department of Justice gave federal so, prosecutors so wider so latitude to pursue criminal drug charges and harsher sentences. A, do you know that there's a difference? Do you know that there's a difference between the Department of Justice and the White House administration? You know that there's well, a two Trump separate entities. Hold on, wait a minute. It's two. You've also seen the DOJ buck against Trump. Don't say that it's Trump's DOJ. Jeff Sessions Trump, and William on. Barr Trump ride Trump's dick. Wait a minute. That's not necessarily true because we've seen DOJ come against people being released for home confinement, being moved closer to their family, going against everything that was passed in the First Step Act. There are lawsuits right now pending against DOJ for them not honoring what Trump signed in the First Step Act. So let's again be beneficial with that. And it's unfair for you guys to say, it's unfair for you guys to say, that Trump passed something in regards to criminal justice reform that rolls people back because we have thousands of people home now with their families and thousands of people that are on the way. So I think it's selfish of us to not take into consideration our people that's locked in the cage and want to be free and want to come home. There is no guarantee that Joe Biden is going to do anything to fix the law that he passed because he was in office eight that years and did nothing about it. Okay, I'm going to give another pause. Um, the number to call in for tonight's show is 712-770-4160, access code 915-41-RP, 712-770-4160, access code 915-411-POUND. Tonight's subject, Chaos represents abortion. Was it the cause of death in the black community? And now, and you know, this is getting very heated between the ongoing back and forth between the Santa and the Breakfast Club. And right now, these Breakfast Club people, I'm not sure what affiliation they are politically. I don't really don't care at this point. But they fight so hard about the racist aspect of this president we have in office now. I question it. But anyway, I see somebody raised their hand. Let me open this line. Call up your line. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Can I ask my question? Is this May? Yes. Okay, yes. Go ahead and ask the question. Yes, I keep hearing people saying that he's getting people out of jail. And he's doing this. Is 
I mean, he's not giving him a job after they get out of jail. And then all this mess that we see now mm-hmm. is because of Trump. All the regulations he done got rid of. You can't even breathe and drink water in certain places. And all of the different things, the regulations that have been moved. See, we listen to, I don't listen to the politicians. When I go vote for somebody, I have to do some research and look at why I am voting. Yes, Trump is a racist, a bigot. And everybody know he is because of the things he do and the people he hang around. Just like the thing he put out today. Mm-hmm. When the old people down in Florida fighting each other, just like I said, it has nothing to do with us. But when they come to prisons and people getting out of prison, going home to their families, because some of them going to go back after there wasn't no law. So that's not my gripe is about, like, the lady that, that he uh, pardoned, because Obama was pardoning people, too. Only the way the ones that he had, he had to do different things to pardon people. Trump don't do them, but just pardon them. So there's a difference between when he was the president and when he, what we got now. Because if other countries and then his niece and all these people that are talking about him and all the crooked stuff that he's done, and you think, and all of the, I mean, just name it. It's not about the media if you research and do the stuff yourself. And all the bankruptcy and all this, and he's always trying to hide something. Now, who wants to sit there and see somebody that want to hide when somebody want to bring something out or you want to sue them? But you can't not sue the cops for mistreating you. And Tim, what's his name, Tim uh, Scott, he wants to come up with this big bill that he pretend he's got, which he doesn't. And that was part that was in the bill. So you can sue. And he was saying that uh, they just, it's just sitting, it, they need to work together. But he won't bring that part up when he's sitting up there talking. They set him out to be the mouthpiece. So when they asked him today why did he, would, Trump should take the, uh, the video down that he showed with the men, the, the men down in Florida uh, saying white power. You can deal and work with white people, but that don't mean you've got to hate them, and they got to work with you too. So I'm saying I just don't understand when I hear things like that, saying what he's doing. He's doing a whole lot of stuff, but people are not, not looking at it. And the people that he's working with. So I said, and they psychic, like I think they're thinking that Obama's in office and somebody else get ready to take the place. Because Obama couldn't have got away half the stuff that we see Trump getting away with. And just like when Sessions removed all of this, the stuff that he did when he was there, which I'm glad he's gone. Should have never been there in the first place. Jeff Sessions. And all the stuff he did when he was there against black people for them not to get what they need to get. Nobody talks about that. So we do do a lot more research. Take a look at what we're talking about and what we're doing. Not listen to the media. Well, you know, Take you know, the media is and, and then you okay. choose who you want to vote for because that's your. That's your, I don't tell no. I say if you May. like Trump, vote for him. If you don't, don't. If you like, I don't try to convince anybody back. Right. I don't like neither party, Democrat or Republican Hello. party. Oh, that's it. May does that sound loud, yes. clear? Am I in? So, excuse me. Can you hear me? It's my volume loud enough. Yeah, I can barely hear you. Sound like you're down in the hole. Can you hear me good? Yes. Um. Now I'm trying to think what I'm about to say. Uh, you know, it's funny they talk about this racist issue between every president, and it's like it's a big deal with black people say, "Oh, he's racist." Okay. So because either he tells you he's racist or you have to figure it out, that makes your decision of who you put in, in the big house we call the White House. Because, like you said, people are not researching who the hell they're electing. And let's, no. go, a step further. let's, let's go a step further. The media <laughs> is actually people's research. Yeah, which, which average black person today may 
and we, we talk to SLAP people, have really researched who they elected for office or even organized enough to say, all right, this person wants our vote. We should have a few people set aside and have a serious discussion on what we want accomplished in local politics, like in your local um, you know, city, town, etc. besides the big house, because usually in regards to presidency, we all know how to thing is structure already. But we can control locally. But even locally, we're not even doing that. So it makes us wonder that we're just sitting back, holding our hands, and hoping that these people do right by us. Isn't that the premise, May? So, but it's a lot of things you can find that he's doing because Obama can't travel with a whole staff like other presidents did before him. He gave him a shorter one. He wouldn't give him the amount of people that he needed. So what's wrong with that problem? And, and and then when you talk about school choice, school choice shouldn't even be on the chart nowhere. Because you can go homeschooling, you can go public schooling, or you can go private schooling. And it's the same thing. The only thing is you just got a little more money each one of them, except the public school. So if you, when you hear people say there shouldn't be no public school, if you went to public school yourself and you're not dumb, why do you want to put it down? That's the way I see it. I don't think they need to go with these charter schools and all this stuff. No, they don't. They're looking well, at the well, different well, school system and being in them and working in them and doing different things. No. Public school is the best thing for some kids to do. You know, and some people just wasting their money. Homeschooling is, is another thing. So if you, want a, if you want a private school, teach your children at home because they will learn more. That's why I'm glad that school systems are closed down for the moment and a lot of parents are, are teaching their children a whole lot of things that they wouldn't get in the classroom. Well, to be honest with you, a lot of parents, and most parents nowadays, especially in our community, most of them is run by maybe one parent on the average, that they have time now. And the funny thing, we're homeschooling, and you know me, um, I sometimes advocate it to a degree. I kind of draw back a little bit because my thing with homeschooling now is that a lot of parents, especially mothers, because they are teaching babies, they're not really so-called prepared for how to teach their children just the basics, especially the curriculum from way back when you went to school and finished school, when I went to school and finished school, that's totally different now. They got this thing called Common Core, all this other stuff that's structured differently on how a child you, should learn their material. Okay, so, can I say so, 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 hold on a second. So in regards to, let's say, now they have time to homeschool, it kind of becomes a problem for a good majority of parents. And I'm, I'll say this. Because we have technology now, people should take advantage how to do it properly now. Yes, I'm saying it, go, it goes back again. What people are what are people been doing since the pandemic? Are we, are we getting better in some areas that we're weakened, or are we just stagnant? These are questions we don't ask ourselves. Well, so I'm saying like I'm, this. Yeah, okay. If you don't, if you're not seeing what you're talking about, and you don't know what you're talking about, I've been around people since these kids out of school. This lady. Some people that I know and young people that have kids, they are teaching their children hands-on experience. You know, like going like dissecting frogs and do stuff like we did when we were going to school. And some of them are enjoying it. And then they got group school, you know, like grouping, like they're in the classroom. Mm-hmm. One mother might teach this subject, and they go to another mother for this subject. But they're, like, still learning, but they're at a pace to where they don't have to be. Hello, Monica, you there? Monica Lance? Hey. Hey, how you right. doing? And, Stay right um, there. May, May's talking. All right. Continue, May. Oh, as Sorry. I was saying, Go ahead. As I was saying, it's like they, mm-hmm. it's like, like they still doing classes, 
and they go and they like um, each mother is taking a turn to teach each kid a different subject. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. good and they're going like doing tadpoles and going out into the woods and going and doing different things that they won't even get in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Hands-on experience. So if you're looking at things like this and seeing little kids, I mean, some of them are like uh, four and five. Mm-hmm. Learning how to make drones and doing all this stuff. And if you're not around and seeing stuff like that, you can say, like, public school. All these people went to public school. They didn't go to private school. And someone went to homeschooling and someone went to private school. If you know people from all those backgrounds and you mingle with them and you see the difference. Mm-hmm. And church school, they got those two. Okay. They're learning different languages and they're doing a whole lot of stuff that they're, like, they're not getting in the classroom. Okay. Okay. So cool. that's the way I see it. Okay. All right, man. public or whatever, they all are the same, but it's just some of them got more money into it than the other ones. All right. That's from right. from right. facts. Thank. All right. Thank you, okay. man. I'll let, me, let me take. I'll Let's take the next caller. Yes. Thank you. All right, Monica Lamb, the woman that I've been asking to jump on because this is your expertise because you always deal with the financial literacy the expert in finance, know how to start this little business up, get it, get your taxes all prepared so the IRS don't come get your ass and give you that boot, you know. And they said that they lose the $1 out of the taxes, they're going to come get your ass. And they said, Miss, Mrs., we need this dollar fast. I'm joking. So it's good, Monica. Hey, well, I wanted to, um, well, let me, let me first try. I don't know about being no expert. I just can share info that I know and have experience with and hopefully that most people can benefit from. Um, The first point I want to make is in reference to the reform. So I hear many people speak on releasing of what we call returning citizens, uh, those who've been recently incarcerated, right? However, I work with a reentry, I work with a reentry program. My biggest dilemma is this is that when people are released, and Mays already said it, and I think many more, many others have said it, when when people are released, um, okay, so when men are released, men have to have a place to stay in place and a, and a job lined up, right? When women are released, as she stated, women have, they give them a ticket to wherever they want to go, and hey, you out there, you fend for yourself. My biggest dilemma in our program is that when they when they're released, um, especially those who have served all of these number of years, I'm talking ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years, coming out, they're 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 either still on probation, they're still on parole, or and so their record or they have some type of felony and their record follows them. So when they do put in for some type of employment, they can't pass the background check. Right, and so that's a huge hindrance, and that's why entrepreneurship is like the next best thing for them because there's no employment. So I think May said it best: when you you're releasing them, but they can't get no job, right? And then you make them jump through hoops, depending on what type of um, what type of charge they had, they may not even be able to get a bank account, right? And so this is why some of the things we advocate for. You saying something, Cass? Oh, okay. No, that's not, okay. No, that's not me. Um, that's not me. Let me do this. Hold on. I got background. Okay. Can you hear me? Is the background? Yeah, I can hear you. 
I can hear you. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's the first deal. If you if you're gonna release them, and this is for any leadership, if you're gonna release them, then release them. Like take the chains off because they they got one foot in and one foot out, and that's very frustrating. And then the jobs that they are privy to sometimes aren't enough money. Okay, I said this last night. If if if, if the corporations that you allow to use our statistics in our community, come in our community, they should also be fiscally responsible for compensating people properly. What do I mean by that? We have governmental contracts. If I weigh my job, my driver's job description and pay wage with someone who works for a private company, not private, I mean who works for, yeah, in the private sector with the same job description, we double, we, our pay is double the amount what they will receive in a private. I think that's unfair. I think that's unjust. So when people start talking about unemployment, people being released, they need you see, that's why I would love to talk to some of these individuals because they're not speaking truth to power, okay? So when we start talking about when people come out and they're making 15000 a year, you can't live off of 15000 okay? We're paying drivers anywhere from twenty seven to 36000 a year. And even though Windsor say, Mo, that's not no money, shit, that's enough to take care of you and a household, right? And so when you talk about having to fill out an application and check the block if you were convicted of a felony or had some type of uh, misdemeanor in the last seven years and you can't get it. So most of these individuals just was released from prison and now they have to take jobs either working offshore, doing some kind of turnaround work, or going farther from the family than they were already is to try to get acclimated. That's the first thing on prison reform. So I don't want to hear that. That conversation right there is null and void until you wipe out that damn probation you give them when they're released and that parole that you give them when they're released, not to mention if they serve their time, their records should be clear. Okay, that's the first thing. Let's go to HBCUs, all right? That little money they give in the HBCUs, it takes my HBCU anywhere from fourteen to nineteen million a year to be to to be in to be operational, okay? Our buildings or facilities on those campuses are so old that we're losing to what they call what PVI, whatever you call them, PWI, the, the, the other institutions that are out there. How about instead of you just dropping that funding there, how about you come and you rehab the facilities so our top scholar students can participate at our HBCUs where the funding can come increase? The reason they don't mind our campuses looking the way they do, because if our top students go to their schools, they continue to get more money for having our students, not only our academia students, but also our top athletes. Because if those students are in those universities scoring a certain GPA, they get extra money for that. But we're not talking about that. Oh, my goodness, Cass, I could go on and on. And this, oh, my God, you know what? 
I don't want to go too much because you may want to add something and talk back on it. No, oh, man, but, man. You, but you see, but I, but you see, more you plan every time with me when I get you on here with. That's why I focus on certain shows. I mean, this is a good time to talk about now because, as for better clarity and educational purpose, because like always, when we have topics, we want to inform and educate so people have a clear understanding. And usually, right. like how you go in certain subjects, it has to be reiterated. Enough times because you know repetition right. is the key. People don't get it in one right. swoop. Um, and, you got to understand. And let me. You got. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna throw it. No, let me let me add to the educational piece because I thought about it. Mm-hmm. The president. One of the things. Okay, so people always talk about what President President Obama did not do right. One of the um, opportunities he gave to students, all students alike, is that. The, um, the different re- student loan repayment options, right? That Secretary of State DeVos held up student loans repayment in those predatory schools that closed, and knowing those students, student loans are supposed to be forgiven for that. That's a problem, right? Not to mention, right, when these students are on on the campus, like I said, when when they when they're participating in our schools, you are funded based on your enrollment. All right. So if our enrollment goes down, most kids, if you really interview them, get to the meat and potatoes of this. If you interview them, you ask them why did you transfer from the school? Yeah, very oh, excuse me. Why did you drop out from the? If they were let let oh, our right. people come home. It ain't fixed now. Come on now. We we still under a white supremacist system. Closer. No, I'm not. Gonna oh, why? I don't know any. Oh, why? Oh, why? Do well, oh, oh, oh. we continue. Oh. Wait, I got to check my line. Somebody just open. Wait, guys, I cannot come interrupt the show, please. If you raise your hand, I will open your line. Please, respect the show. Continue, Mo. Yeah, why our students drop out? Why do our um, students transfer to other schools? A lot of times is funding opportunities. So we can only give so many scholarships because we have so much opportunity to give that or work studies or things of that nature. So some of the improvements that we can improve on in our HBCUs, we aren't given the opportunity to be able to do so because we lose our top students to the other schools. And and so a lot of the talking points are repetitive, but I challenge some of those because I'm very involved at my HBCU. I challenge some of them to go on these campuses and see, okay, if funding is coming down, where the funding is going. There's a STEMS program that they're de- you know that they decrease the funds for. That's the thing I have with the administration. I can rock with almost any administration based on the opportunities that they provide. My issue is that when this administration put forth opportunities for our communities, some of those opportunities get downplayed or they get defunded later on, okay, or they get decreased in another area, which kind of causes us to lose. But you know what? Um, I don't know what you want to be called today, but the my, my – um, the the whole black vote deal, right? Everybody's concerned where you're gonna vote and why you're gonna vote a certain way. And for people to keep saying that people don't know why, who and why they're voting for, or they voting a, a particular block because of someone else. Many of our opportunities in reference to uh, being on on federal assistance or programs, 
let's come let's think about something here. If those programs weren't in place, how many of our communities would not be able to feed their kids? Do you think working for seven twenty five an hour that you could pay rent, utilities, car payments, insurance, life insurance, and the list buy clothing for your kids, right? Fuel and the list goes on and on. If they did not get that extra assistance, we had to be real here. Come on. You can't yeah. you cannot say you cannot get you can't piss on programs that help your community because you allow corporations to come into your community and pay your people seven twenty five. Forget Bumping on the government about mm-hmm. – I, I jump on the government about it because they regulate the opportunities for them to get paid more. I get really upset with corporations because not only do they come in your community and use your statistics to be there, they also get $1,000 tax credit for hiring your ass, and mm-hmm. they get extra credit for actually being just in that location due to being in a what they call them uh, underdeserved community. Like, let's get real here. Like, put boots on the ground and and, and speak truth to power that was really going on. But we say, well, why we can't pull our boots off of the shirt? Listen, that young lady who did that video in Atlanta and did that and said that stuff about you know she used that example of the monopoly mm-hmm. was probably the best example ever. Like, we can't let people just keep on. I don't care who's president. You can't. I'm telling you, when they pushed out, when the pandemic hit, money hit corporations for a reason. They padded their pockets. They already had money. They they grossing billions, netting billions and billions of dollars. Actually year, getting more money. To bail out. And get they more. get more they money. They get bail out. But you sit up there and say, oh, well, why would I want to give money to any community or the community or to the people and they ain't going to do nothing with it. Fuck, they ain't doing nothing with it either. They're giving bonuses and buyouts. Man, you better take over because I'm, bad. I'm just mad. <laughs> I mean, uh, you got me cussing. And I don't even cuss. Yeah. You got me but, more, but, more, but, more, but, 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 but Mo, listen, I know you're passionate, and we got to be upset because this, we live in a very unfair world, sweetie, and the unfairness is just so real that it makes you want to say, is this the right planet I'm living in? How the hell are you a corporation and you got all the extra residual income that you don't even spend, and the government gives you billions more dollars? And make sure oh, let's that, not forget they get to file bankruptcy. Let's not forget that. Oh yeah, they could do that too, and, right and then start and start over. Yeah, and start all over. Yeah, and do it again. That's what Donald Trump been doing do it again. for decades. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, That's and then let's talk about him. He hired. He used to hire contractors. Let them go, put them in situations while he was on that contract. Not this, not just our people, his own people as well. And oh, I'm not satisfied with this job. I'll go get somebody else. Oh, I'm not paying that. After you negotiated the contract, let that person go, and then get somebody. And then like, oh, I'm not gonna fulfill that. I'm just not gonna pay you. Man, get out of here. He a businessman. Man, let me take some. <laughs> you know why they didn't want no oversight over that money? Because they're getting kickbacks. That's why. Let's keep it real. I was an auditor. Trust, I used to look at financials and like, oh, my God, they are stealing. They are stealing. They are stealing. They are stealing. I remember when Carolina put inspector general, had to get an inspector general in place, and then we ended up with like five different departments of different audits divisions to try to keep an eye on the money. Come on. 
Are we serious? We giving him that much of a pass? Let Obama would have did that, whether you like him or not. He would never have gotten away with that. Never. Come on, man. Go ahead. I'm I'm going on mute. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, Mo. It, it, it's rough, man. The corruption is real. I tell people the corruption never stops. And it lets you know, saying this picking some uh, bootstrap method, it sounds good. It sounds wonderful. But in reality, that's the only people that is in circles, serious circles, you know? Very yeah. serious circles, you know? Um, have you, Memphis, before I continue, have you listened to Angela, um, um, The Breakfast Club with Angela Stanton? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. I, I, I want to say play it and sit oh, yeah. back. I know, so this one, I'm going to cut to, it's probably a few more minutes left on it, so y'all sit back and listen. And once concluded, I get my, my overall view. So sit back and listen. Okay. Can anybody hear it? Hello? Oh, damn. No, I can't hear it. Oh, God. Let me fix this. Give me a second, guys. Okay. I'm not sure why it's doing this now. Um, um, mute yourself for a second, Mo. Maybe let me see this is interrupted. Okay. All right, I'm... I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna refresh it. Um, let me stop it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. He was talking about the people that were peacefully protesting. Gave and, and that he gave a a, a scholarship. More than put inmates back behind bars because he, he encourages harsher sentences Ow. for drug offenses, including nonviolent All right. ones. All right. Yeah, Where the department, the Department that? of Justice, the Department of Justice gave federal so, prosecutors so wider so latitude to pursue criminal drug charges and harsher sentences. Do you know that there's a difference? Do you know that there's a difference between the Department of Justice and the White House administration? Do you know that there's well, it's, a two separate entities? Hold on, wait a minute. It's two. You've also seen the DOJ buck against Trump. Don't say that it's Trump's DOJ. Jeff Sessions Trump, and William Barr Trump ride Trump's dick. Wait a minute. That's not necessarily true because we've seen DOJ come against people being released for home confinement, being moved closer to their family, going against everything that was passed in the first step back. There are lawsuits right now pending against DOJ for them not honoring what Trump signed in the first step act. So let's again be beneficial with that. And it's unfair for you guys to say, it's unfair for you guys to say, that Trump passed something in regards to criminal justice reform that rolls people back because we have thousands of people home now with their families and thousands of people that are on the way. So I think it's selfish of us to not take into consideration our people that's locked in the cage and want to be free and want to come home. There's no guarantee that Joe Biden is going to do anything to fix the law that he passed because he was in office eight that years and did nothing about it. That is very true. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, let, let our people come home. It ain't fixed now. Come on now. We, we still under a white supremacist system. Closer. 
No, I'm not gonna yeah, put it away. I don't know any I don't know any races that would defund Planned Parenthood. I don't know any races that wants black babies to be born. It seems to me if this man was a racist, he would give Planned Parenthood all the money that they need, knowing that their abortion clinics are in black areas. See, their abort we get abortion clinics in our areas, they get fertility clinics in their areas. I don't know any races that would give so many black Americans a second chance, including myself. Look at the platform that this administration has given me. My own people, I've been doing community service and fighting for us for 15 years. My own people wouldn't even give me this platform. So for this man to give me, somebody who at the time was uneducated, I'm graduating with my bachelor's now, single mother, I met all the statistics, a chance to pass a law, a chance to have a name, clear my name, a chance to run for office. I can't say that the man is a racist because he didn't have to do it. Because at the end of the day, we know he didn't win with the black vote. I I understand your loyalty to him, but I just want you to know that just because somebody does something good for you doesn't mean they're good for you. I just want to say that. But he didn't do nothing bad. I I can't sit up here and say the man has done anything bad. I can't say he's done anything bad. I can't say I've seen anything bad come out of the administration. You ain't got no eyeballs, Angela. Put your glasses on. You wear glasses. You're telling me that, and I'm right there. LASIK. But I'm right. But I'm right there in the mix, though, bro. Well, Let me, maybe you too close. Maybe you too, no, no. I, I got. I got to ask two more questions because she. Um, she's running for Congress in Atlanta. Yes. And um, thank you. Yeah, you know, Atlanta has a large LGBTQIA plus population. Right, here we go. Listen, do you think that your harsh criticism <laughs> of that community will hurt your chances of winning a seat in Congress? Um, I think that they have a very. I think that that they are very vocal. And I think that when it comes to their rights and standing up for what they believe in, I think that they have been given that right. I think that I have every right to say a man is not a woman because it's factual. I think that I have every right to say that we need laws that protect children, right, from becoming too sexually hyper, right, or sexualized. I believe that I have a right to say that. And I believe that the majority of the LGBTQ community also agrees with that. Right? They don't have an issue with that. They also agree with that. Why are we hypersexualizing our children before it's time? So I don't I'm not here to to take away anybody. And I don't, and I don't, I don't think that identifying as a gender means that you're telling your child to have sex. Listen, I, I'm not lying to my children about who they are. That's me. Now, that's my belief. That's no law, right? That's not on the floor. There's nobody voting to say, hey, let's make it a law that parents can't tell their children that they're the opposite sex than what they really are. That's not a law. That's my personal belief, and I believe that I have a right to that. If I want to raise my children into believing that they are who they were born to be, I should have a right, and I shouldn't be criticized for that either. Right, and then other people should have the right to raise their children as they see fit as well. And they do. And they do. Mm-hmm. So am I the enemy because I don't agree? Do I have to it depends. agree? It, if, 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 if you're causing them to be oppressed in any way, if you're causing them to be marginalized in, in any way, then yes. How are you causing you somebody to be oppressed by telling them the truth? You oppress people by lying to them, which is what the Democrat Party has been doing to us for the last 40 years. You oppress people by lying to them and making them believe in something that's not true and something that's not factual. So let me ask you, DJ Envy, because you have some beautiful children. I follow your page. 
if one of your sons or your daughter was to come to you and say, if your daughter was to come to you and say, Daddy, I'm a boy. Mm -hmm. I want to go cut my breast off. As Mm -hmm. a father, what are you going to say to your daughter? And she's 11 years old. That means she's older enough, and she is 17 to 18, and I'm going to support a decision of what she wants to be. I'm going to try to tell her. You want me to answer? I want me to answer. So I'm going to try to, 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 of course, uh, tell her that I support her in whatever she wants, whatever she feels. Uh, If she is underage, she can't do anything uh, until she gets a lot older. But if she is of age, then she can make the decision on her own. But my Isn't job that is what to make I said? Sure. But no, but seriously, if she's 18, if she's 19, if she's 20, and she feels that way, then we're going to have a conversation. So and you and I had the same, you and I actually believe the same thing. If they're old enough to make those decisions, then fine. Correct. But giving now, children now home, if my home blocker, says it, then that's children. something different. But, but, Taking you know, children to the doctor, letting them tell you what their gender is before they are of age is wrong. These are the things that we need to pay attention to. Also, I want to ask you and Charlemagne a question. You know, in New York, they just made it legal where young, underage transgenders can change their birth certificate. So I have three sons, right? Underage at what age? Son. What age? When you say underage, Un- you say under, under 16 12, or 13, 14, 11, whatever they identify with, they're allowed to legally change their birth, birth certificate. So I have three sons. So let's say my 19-year-old son in five years from now meets someone from New York that was legally able to change their birth certificate. They get married. He's waited 10, 15 years to have a child, finds out 15 years later that he is not married to a biological woman. He is actually married to a biological man. How is that fair to the person that's been deceived? I mean, I think nobody's saying that you shouldn't disclose your past, but well, that's that's exactly. But but you know, that's 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 law. That's what's in the Equality Act. That's what they're allowed to do. They're allowed to legally change their birth certificate. So I just don't agree with the deception. I I would wonder. I I, I would wonder if that. I would wonder if that person would care after all of that time because you already grew in love with a person. Clearly, you didn't see Uh, any difference. Well, so I, 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 I mean, who, there's women who can't have there's women who can't like have babies married now. Does that mean you're going to leave That's them? just like if you was married to a woman and she told you she didn't have any children and then come to find out she got five kids, he is stashed off somewhere. You would feel deceived. You would want to marry somebody that will be honest up and up front with you. You wouldn't want to marry somebody that's going to lie to you and keep a huge part of their life away. Sounds great, but a lot of people are married to people they were deceived by in many ways. So I don't think you can ever prevent okay, people so from I not guess, deceiving I guess people in marriage. It's okay. I guess that's your excuse because other what people my, are married to somebody that's deceived. What I'm saying is them. that if your child identifies in a certain way and what you want is for your child to be happy and not feel oppressed Do you have and that's children? what they need, then Do you no, have I don't. children? No. Okay. I have five children. And as a mother who has raised children, it is not healthy to mislead your children or to lie to your children and make them believe in something that is not scientifically true. It does not benefit. I support Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade and how they're allowing their child. I don't. All right. Let me stop right there. And I'm going to start getting real arrogant right now. <laughs> Who the fuck this chick, this Missy bitch, are talking about, say, if a man that was once, well, actually, he was born a man, went through the, the necessary sex change, and go as far as even deceit and lie in the birth period, she's okay with that. 
Do you see what fucking world we live in right now today? This is insanity. Real insanity. But this is only this is naturally here is from a woman that's a this is a natural from a hybrid, a mixed breed. Are here regular men and black women in this community that doesn't get mixed or even straight talk this stupid shit? Thomas said, everybody lie every day. Yeah, but does that fucking make it right that you you as a man and you want to find compassion and mate? Even with Charlemagne, the homosexual guy, probably that, and I don't think he's finding the problem with that either. I'm telling you right now, do you guys in these radio outlets, I'm being dead honest with y'all. They're compromised. They know who, the, who they want working on these airways people. Don't be fooled. I'm telling you right, don't be fooled. They've been checked out real clear to be having a platform like this. And the last time I checked it, when a, a man that is straight and he's in a relationship with these homosexuals in disguise, and he finds that after so many decades he can't kiss with his because his person lied with a man, and think that's a cool fit and said people lie every day. It seems to me in this fucking society, we're comfortable lying with each other and hope that, you know, after we get what we want and the cat is out the bag, we look at our, our opposition and say, oops. You know what happens with oops? People find themselves six feet under with oops. And I know there's many stories of people that are training that do get killed because of the lie. Oops. Oops. I didn't tell you I was an ex-born man. That's why we can't have no kids. So, and let's keep it 100. We just had um, Natural Pride get, um, Day a couple days ago. And it shows me that how much these people that are sexually confused have respect for normal people that is not confused sexually. I'm telling black people this once and only once, men and women. The whole end game, besides depopulation, people that are sexually confused don't care about your fucking feelings. If you're a heterosexual man and you seek a woman, actual man, if you're not careful, brothers, you'll be messing around sleeping with a man, even with nobody. And trust me, these people don't got no conscience either. They are comfortable living a lie amongst themselves, knowing that they really born this sex, but feel that everything in the world, even God, was made a mistake and made them this. That's why I'm go. I'm not down when when people tell me say God made a mistake. Don't even put so-called God, if you believe or not, in this equation. At all. At all. Because did that same God you, you talk about or you baptize say it's okay to lie to your opposite mate and tell instead of being true say that I'm actually a man, not a woman? And the same thing applies to the woman, black women that find that they're in a relationship with their so called character and they're a born woman audience and they notice that he can't conceive. Mm. My God, disgusting. 
Endgame is to make you have feelings. So I say, oh, damn, I'm actually gay. But now I'm going to do it, and I like it, so I got to say it's all good, all forgiven. No, 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 no. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's already happening. You complain about you might face death by lying to your mate. Death is the least you're concerned. But then again, like I said, because this world is designed for corruption and confusion and degeneracy, what do you expect? What do you fucking expect? It's very bad enough we, in relation to each other, we lie about the little small things about who we are and our character and what we really, and our real intentions are with the opposite mate. But to go as far as telling and not even giving disclosure, and then find, want your mate to find out years, hell, even decades, they even go as far as if they got married, to find out that you were not even a woman, it's heartbroken. It's dangerous. In my mind. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. It shows me you have no conscience at all. That it's okay for you to live a serious lie and rob your mate of the opportunity to have an actual family with an opposite sex. Because now, certain states make it where you could change your actual sex on paper now. You know how dangerous that is going to be now? Now, for most heterosexual men moving forward, you're going to have to, if you're not careful, if you go and entertain America with women, you might have to really dub deep background. Hell, you might have checked if they even had children. And this might open the door for a lot of single mothers on the average if this is really what's going on, if this continues. Because no man on the end of the day, I don't care what status he's in life, he don't want to fuck around and mess around with uh, the same-sex man at all. And I'll say this before, and I'll say this again before I continue to say And this is what I've concluded. And me and have been talking shows on us for years. The intention of a person that's homosexual is to seek out heterosexual mates. Mates, either men or women. They're seeking out these mates. Why they find these mates? Because they're convinced that they are and feel that they are a woman, but they're really born a man. So, in the premise, you have no intention of looking for another transgender or hell, a homosexual person. You're looking for the straightest person possible and live a so-called heterosexual life. But you're gay. Only in America you find this bullshit. Only in America. So let's continue. Yeah. Girl, I, I know you don't. And they have children, and that's what I support. Well, that's fine. I don't support it. I, I'm, I'm with Boosie on this one. I let the man be a man. You could be gay and still be a man. Like, who, what, who would encourage... What? How do a, a 12-year-old boy even know how to feel like a woman? 
That's questionable. Because if you, you see a 12-year-old girl, boy, but see the whole you thing can't. No, no, no. I know what it takes to feel like a woman. Do you? But I know what it takes to feel like a woman. Like you said, you have five kids, right? You have five kids, and you raise your kids the way you want to raise your kids. I raise my kids the way I want to raise my kids. And they are allowed to raise their kids the way that they want to raise them. Right, and they're also allowed to be criticized. You're right, and I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree that we should encourage. And first of all, how does it benefit black America? Y'all talking about restoring, right, black America, restoring our lives, restoring our economy, restoring our families. How does it even benefit black America to encourage our men to become women? Because first of all, if anybody understands the strategies of war, they're trying to take out a colony of people, the first thing they do is remove the men. So as a woman, first of all, I need my men. I need my black men. You know, I need you to be a man. I need you to lead. I don't need you to be competition. <laughs> I don't need you to feel like you a woman or feel like you are me because I don't have to give my crown away. So no, I don't support feminizing especially not our boys, but if you're an old man and you want to make a decision that that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, but I don't have to support it, and I don't. And tell me how does it benefit us? I just support happiness and choices, and I know sometimes yeah, people just, have a lot of mental health, health issues and a lot of trauma associated with, people, with feeling like they should be ashamed of who they are because of what society tells them that they should be. Well, you are so I know a lot of times you are if you're people, not being yourself, Angela, you're not making sense. If you're not willing to and be if, yourself, And, and if who you are and, and being are. yourself is I am a woman, and that's the you gender that I am, and that's me being myself, and that's you. <laughs> no. Okay. I think, All right. I, think, but anyway, I don't think it's, I don't think it's it. Yeah, let's move on, but I don't think there's anything wrong with supporting people the same way that you support your son who happens to be gay. Yeah, you can, you can support him, but you don't, have to, you don't have to condone it. You don't have to agree with it. I can support your decision okay. to believe that you're a woman, but that don't mean that I have to encourage it or I have to condone it or I have to tell other young boys to go be a princess or okay, I got to support Billy Porter being on. You know, we have to, we have to go on the second well, slide. Hold on, what did you say about Billy Porter? I said, or I don't have to support Billy Porter going on Sesame Street teaching children about LBGTQ because you can't teach children about being a lesbian or being bisexual or being gay without teaching them about sex. And in heterosexual households, nobody is teaching their children about sex at that young of an age. So I don't you have know, to You could be gay that. and be celibate. What's gay? That doesn't mean you're having sex. What's gay, though? You, know I mean? you could be a lesbian and gay? not be having sex at what's all. What's the definition so. of gay? What's the definition Can of a lesbian? So television? let me give you an example. Yeah. Let me give you an example. So there was a, a woman that sent me a picture of her child's first grade English book. And inside of that English book, it was a picture of Ellen DeGeneres. And it said up under Ellen DeGeneres, Ellen DeGeneres is a humanitarian and a lesbian. The five-year-old baby went home and asked her mom, mom, what's a lesbian? So now that mother has to sit down and explain to her child what a lesbian is at the age of five years old. I hate to tell you, but when you open Pandora's box, it cannot be closed. I don't have to explain heterosexuality to my children at the young age of five years old. So I shouldn't have to explain two men being together. I shouldn't have to explain two women being together. It's our sexual preference, and we need to but you shouldn't have, So you're saying you shouldn't have to explain any of that. You, you shouldn't have to explain sex Why are we talking not man, about woman. Sex? Why are we talking about, why are we talking about, no, that's sexual preference when you go to talking about lesbian and gay. Why are we having that conversation with five-year-olds or three-year-olds or four-year-olds? Because, see, me, I was sexually abused at the age of five. 
And, and if it was my choice, I'd have just been happy playing with toys and thinking about Happy Meals. Like, that's too much for their mind. They're not there yet. We don't even need to introduce you. You wouldn't want nobody talking to your kid about sex at five years old. So he was on there talking about he was on there talking about having sex. I'm confused. Well, that I mean LGBTQ. If you're explaining it, how do you explain it without talking about sex? It's all about sex. Lesbian means two women that prefer to have sex with each other. Gay means two men that prefer to have sex with each other. A bisexual person is a person that has sex with both sex. I mean, come on, y'all. Let's just be real for a minute. What if, it's just a tra- what if it's just attraction, though? Because, I mean, we're all attracted to, you know, the opposite sex when we're young or opposite to, attracted to somebody when mm-hmm. we're young. So what if you're a young boy we're not, who's five attracted to another type man? Of, uh, is there something, something wrong? Because at five years old, <laughs> why should you be having any type of sexual attraction? Let's be real. Now, now we're getting into pedophilia. Now, now we're getting into pedophilia because we're talking about five-year-old children. All right, let's uh, get away now, from now that. Now, I got molested when I was eight, and so I do understand what you're saying because I wasn't thinking about sex and sexual acts before that happened. So I, I do, I do kind of understand what you're saying just a little bit. That's, all, that's mm. all I'm saying. And please stop trying to, you know, create this atmosphere that I'm against LGBTQ because that's not it. LGBTQ is about sexual choice and sexual preference, which adults have every right to, but I'm just strongly against tying anything that involves sexual choice, sexual preference, sexual anything with children that aren't mature enough to make decisions regarding the consequences that come behind sex. That's where I'm at. Well, Angela Stanton, you know, we appreciate you for checking in. Yeah, Charlie, we got to come even though I disagree with like ninety five percent of what you say, I enjoy. What you the disagree with? What you disagree with? What you disagree with? We that need to have another, a conversation. That would be another hour conversation. Yeah, y'all gonna, hour. y'all gonna have to use y'all platform to stop letting these people encourage us that abortion is health care and telling us to go kill our offspring, y'all. This is all I want to end with. We can never become the majority as long as we abort our children. If we are tired of being the oppressed minority. We need to rethink abortion, and when it comes to valuing black life, that's just where I'm at. We can have an off-record conversation. I love to give y'all some facts. Yeah, I'll always be a women like We need too. to address this. Uh, well, Angela, White, Angela thank you very much. How can, they, how, how can they follow you if they want to? So, you guys, um, Stanton King for Congress is the website. Definitely please visit, look at the policies, look at what it is that I'm fighting for. And on Instagram, I'm the Angela Stanton. Twitter, the Angie Stanton. You guys, thank you so much for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. And you have thank a blessed day, sister. And you wear thank a mask at that Klan rally this weekend now in Tulsa. Did you at? Come on, man. Come on, man. You know I ain't going <laughs> to no wait. Klan rally, man. Listen, I, listen. I'm, I'm talking about that. Back. I'm talking about that Trump I'm event. Saying, I think, Listen, man, we, listen, we support the president and his policies. I ain't going to tell y'all again, President Trump been doing stuff for black people. He got a long history of giving to the black community. At the end of the day, I'm not going to apologize for going to this man with issues to advance the black community and him being willing to listen and act. I'm just not going to apologize for it. The people in prison didn't want to wait four years for y'all to get another president, and they definitely not going to want to wait four more because <laughs> Joe Biden is going to lose. Angela, have a great one. Thank you so much.
All right. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Angela Staten. Um, you know, now it makes sense why Charlemagne the peasant acts the way he does and moves very fruity because he's been sexually abused, molested at eight years old. Yeah, that explains it, his behavior. Yeah. Well, like I said before, most of that sexual abuse, you know, I tell you my best advice, get some psychological counseling fast, healing, because you're acting very fruity. Anyway, I don't really like Angelie for other sort of interview. It lets me look at it real sideways to... I mean, I remember a lot of brothers and sisters that talk about these mulattoes, these mixed breeds that we as people keep creating, and we create more problems with the decisions with our sexual organs who we like to procreate with, and these are the results. Um, and, you know, she's very liberal, Miss Anja, and I think she has a good chance of winning our election in Georgia this fall, I believe. She seems very passionate and serious about our people and little issues that we need to address. So I'll root for her. My thing is this, that throughout the whole conversation, it starts to wind down about this homosexual LGBT nonsense and whose choice, body choice, and all that stuff. And I said before, and I'll say this again, in regards to my people that kill more babies in this country, it's always, and it's where it will be, white people. A population of a race people that is already struggling to keep a stable population in their own communities. And they go out their way to abort their own children, second to us in the community in regards to our women. And... I coldly believe, from the real, the raw numbers I read early tonight, that that's not the case. I mean, abortion is one thing, but it's not going to get rid of black people. As much time black people want to hear because black black women don't choose to keep these babies, there's something more deep subconsciously them go out the way to kill the babies. And it also goes to the aspect of some of these men that sit there go out the way to even coerce the woman or even go as far as, you know, it'll give money to get rid of the baby, shows the very low level and self-worth in themselves. And I'll be honest with y'all, the reason why a lot of black women today in the society are not killing the babies at a more higher rate is because there is some incentive of keeping the baby in America in the form of child support. But we all know child support ain't crap in America today. Well, there is something, there's it's something better than nothing, in lack of better words. So with people, yeah, that's one reason why they're not killing more black babies and mass with this, even though they have Planned Parenthood and they legalized abortion for the last 47 years. But more than the fact that the reason why I'm not killing the babies in, the, in more higher numbers is simple because it's some type of profit. They gained something keeping the baby. And they were not able to gain nothing at all and get nothing from the man. I would predict they would be killing more babies 
out here. Trust me on this. I'm not joking, guys. There'll be more black deaths if the man is not held responsible to give him some type of financial benefit to the children that he made. And and another thing, and let's say if it's illegal, there are black women in high positions of, you know, in politics, are putting things in place, bills, et cetera, to start putting more harsh punishment on a man if they go out their way to even impregnate a woman. And I have a problem with that. Um, at the end of the day, we're not educating our youth on actual sex, the purpose, was benefits, and disadvantage, so that way our youth have a better overall understanding and respect of engaging in sex. I mean, putting the condom is not enough, as you see today. And condoms, if you really look at the percentage and the average rate, it's not 90% affected. It's actually 87%. If you really look and read the, the subtitles of a lot of these condoms they buy. So you still have an 80% chance you could still conceive or get some out of if engaged in sex with the condom. So overall, at the end of the day, you must be responsible. I think educating our people will be on our, our hands, both the sexual aspects and the financial aspects. I don't see any other institution be going to do anything to cater and better empower black people. I don't see it. I'm sorry, I, just, I don't see it. And I shouldn't be able to see it because we're in a we're warfare. And in warfare, they play to win and they play to keep. And if they have to do all these tactics, including cheat, to knock you off and still be convicted, they will do that. So, so you know, like I said, that is the interview that was done by Angela Stanton. Y'all can hear it from yourselves when you go back to replay this stream, or you can find it in the, um, the same breakfast club. Either or, you know what I'm saying, I got a lot of gems out of that. And I would have to say she's the only one right now from, from what I'm listening to I can respect today. Let me open the line. And Monica, you can open back your line if you're ready. I'll open your line. Who's this? Hello? Your line's open. All right, you just listening? Um, I see. Mo, you there? Hello? Oh, you opened up my line? Yeah, I'll open your line, Mo. Okay, so on a positive note, um, she's running for which, which what office she's running for? In Atlanta, is it in Atlanta? Yeah, she's a Republican. Is she running so for I governor? She, I think she's running for governor. If I do, not my check. You know, I think so. Somebody, well, I can't get no help right now. I don't think it's my. I think it's one. Oh. Oh, so, so my, let me open the line. Maybe somebody can give me an answer. Okay. Hello? Open your line. Who's this? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Who's this? Hello? Man. What's going on? You oh, sound low, Arce. You got to speak up. You have to speak up, bro. Hold on for a minute. Let me get on my own phone. Hold on. All right. Where you get your phone? Go ahead, Mo. 
I don't know. Now, on the um, I know when you run for office, but I know sometimes people have a lot of views um, outside looking in. But I know that when once they get in office, uh-huh. you can only say um, certain things because you you take an oath to 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 uh, follow a certain protocol. Um, and I think that, and then you have to remember, there's a panel of other either county councils, city councils, representatives, and senators. So you have to influence other leaders to um, support your way. Now, I do know, because I'm asking government a lot, um, that there will be opportunities to um, support her community and the direction she wants to go in, which is not a bad thing. Everybody has their views, their point, you know, their opinions, and some things that they would like to go a certain way. I'm not, I'm not against that, but I do know um, some of our opportunities for our communities that needs to help is some things I haven't really been seeing people address. I know they're talking about President Trump. Uh, and then candidate Joe Biden. What do I mean by that? Um, so let's talk about the transit. If you go to the north, the transit system or transportation system for individuals to get to the inner city to earn a better wage and to work is there's multiple buses and subways and things of that nature, right? In the south, a lot of in the areas in the south, that that doesn't exist. And so one way to help cure um, some of our wage issues, to help our people earn better. Yeah, they got a job, but it take, it, it, it's, it's not really cutting it. So so here in the Carolinas, right, um, we bid it on the contract for the comment, the transit system. And one of the reasons we bid it was to help extend transportation to the rural area. So when they when they, they put in place a penny tax to help support that, right? When they put that transit in place, they ran one bus at two I think it was like twice a day or something of that nature to the area. Like that doesn't help us. So someone would get on and they would have a talking point. Oh, I help the black community because I provided transit in the rural area. And so I was oh that's a really good idea. No, no, no. Go see exactly what did they do. Am I making any sense? Like, we have we have things that, that, that could help us, but they're haphazardly doing it. We need full support. If we're going to run a transit to help the rural area, because most of those people, we know it's undeserved. We got it, Senator Tim Scott. You put the opportunity zone into place. Okay, we know it's undeserved. But if you're just going to allow other corporations to come in and benefit and not allow the businesses that are there to have that opportunity to benefit, to make a way for the people, then guess what? We didn't do anything. It, it doesn't, yeah. it's not, it's not significant and not impactful. So we want to really make some significant changes. So if you get an office, the, the stuff you should be pushing for, if the wages are unfair in your community, then you should be pushing for that. So things like taking away people's choices and things of that nature, that's not going to help us. People have been making those choices for years. It's just not public because we got social media, okay? (laughs) 
It's, it's not under. That's not. Those are not things that have uh, that are not unheard of. It's been going on for years. The things that are really significant, and we have to go back to economics because everything is driven on economics. A lot of our stuff, transportation, proper. Um, they, look, okay, think about this, chaos. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, they want to defund affordable care. Right. But, okay. Mm-hmm. So is that health insurance now for some people that health insurance? I don't, I don't. I didn't agree with it being mandatory and taking away people's choices of what they, you know, the type of insurance or whether they wanted to keep their their employment insurance. But I do agree with the fact that the insurance was necessary. So we're in the middle of a pandemic. If underserved communities are suffering the most, and most of those individuals are either on the Affordable Care or Medicare, Medicaid, Medicare, and you're taking that stuff away or you decreasing it, what does that do for us? Mm-hmm. But people will say, people will say, well, they should do better or they should put themselves up by the bootstrap or they should do better to make better decisions to make more money. Are we serious? That's all I wanted to add so far. <laughs> I mean, well, we're not serious, and I'm going to tell you why, because I'm keeping 100 with you, that I hear this a lot amongst our community to a lot of black people. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of them look at themselves as individuals more and say, well, I made it. Why can't you? If there's only a certain plateau for uh, so many of us to get up there, but not everybody get up there, in other words. So to sit there and make that assessment, people are very delusional in not only the system you're in, but the reality, you know. If we were in charge and we run government and we were in a sense of power in this country, then, yeah, there would be a higher percentage that we could all do it. But because we're not in control, the people that run societies won't let you get so high in a certain hierarchy because everything boils down to power. You know, if, if they see, let's say, yeah. more of you and your mindset are more, or let's say me and I have a certain mindset, and have us by, let's say, some millions in certain positions, higher up positions. We could change the dynamics of our community overnight than what we really needed. Because really truly, when people look at criminality and they study us for the last 50 years, we all know and conclude that all crime is derived by, you know, um, deprivation and what was lacking resource-wise. So imagine we put the right resource back into the community. You see... The normal criminality of black men and black women engaging starts to cut back substantially in half. Because people, when people don't have nothing to do and they're hungry, they go and find things to do. It's not like a lot of people that deprive and start come out and create some out of nothing. There are exceptions. Some people have done it, but not as a whole, as a society. So they already know and study how people are and predict their behaviors just like the rat box, mm-hmm. the Skinner box. But that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to go any further. Yeah. People, people know how You know, I wish they would actually do surveys in the communities that they're complaining about to hear those people's opinions of what they would like to see mm-hmm. um, change and what do they think will influence the behavior in their communities or influence um, the, the uh, direction of their communities. I, that's what I would like to see. Everybody's talking about what should and could happen, but are you talking to the people who 
it's affecting. No, they're not talking. They don't have that. Can it, because Beyonce, if they really talk to you that's really affected, then they know something has to be done. You know? And right. there's a lot of people that's affected. So when they talk to and, and put as representative, they put somebody that is somewhat well-vented and well-established. You follow me? Right. And say, right. oh, well, this black man or this black man's doing good, so I guess this, there's no excuse for the Negro to do so poorly. <laughs> No, Negro. No, stupid. Or no. they put the program in your community and then say, we're looking for volunteers. But you make it six mm-hmm. figures to come put this program in my community. Is you serious? Mm. Oh, man. Come on. You know, we we have, I'm, I'm, well, you know, you see what I do. I, I get real into it. It's, it's overwhelming because some of the stuff you try to share and you try to give, these people are trying to feed their families. They're trying to survive, right? They're trying to get by. Yeah, we ain't got no choice but to get by, but but they're making the best what they have. Now, here's the problem. Let's talk current. We don't even have to talk about the past chaos. Let's talk current, right? So people right. have been given the opportunity to get unemployment, right, the extra 600 on unemployment, okay? Mm-hmm. Most of them people, now this is the eye-opening. This is why I keep going back to the finance piece of it. People are saying, wow, I don't make this much on my job. Mm-hmm. That should tell federal government something. Federal government would say, well, I gave you money to help out, but then they would say, when people say, well, hey, when I go back to my regular job, I don't make what I was making on unemployment, so I'm not going back to my regular job. And so they say, well, you got to go back. It's mandated. At that point, federal government should look and say, why don't you make, if, if, if the federal government could subsidize 600 because they think that's sufficient for people to survive yeah. during this pandemic, then they should also come back and say, why aren't these corporations that's in your neighborhood paying you at least the minimum of that? That's you mean like let's care. say let's say a living wage will be fair, Monica? Yes, because they think they think that it is so. Because think about it, they added an extra six hundred to your unemployment benefit from your job. In many cases, that could have ranged from 631 $731, $8, or $900. If someone comes and says, that means every two weeks, $1,800, right, at the max. If someone says, wow, I don't make this much on my job, and you say, hey, well, we can ready to knock this unemployment off. You got to go back to your regular job. Don't you think the federal government should make some changes or mandate some changes down to the corporate? Because if I just, if you saw fit that an extra $600 a week would help individuals, don't you think they should, make, they should change that regular minimum wage rate? At that point, you already realize that their unemployment was was is not enough, or their wage rate is not enough because you subsidized it. That's my but, dilemma. 
My dilemma is that if they fix the wage rates in many cases and people can have enough to pay for, and people always say, well, why are you relying on the system to help you? Well, hell, the entire world relies on the system. Don't give me that madness. That's crazy. Listen, the whole world All was shut down. Listen, the, the, government the, the whole world was it. shut down. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Mo, people talking about the world, but they forgot said the whole world was shut down for three goddamn months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I'm not, see, the problem. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was saying that everybody was at odds. Hey, what, Jared, what? can I say something? Are you ready, are you ready now? Okay, ready? Go ahead. Go ahead, Alphax. Yeah, I'm being patient. What's up, nigga? Hey, Alphax. Oh, How are you? You know we might have some miscommunication because you leaned on me like I don't know what. <laughs> uh, Remember that no. post you made? I, you mean, you yeah, like, but, I do this. I, I was like, hold up. I thought you were talking about other people trying to convince you uh, some talking points on you, and you no, came no. back. I just, I said, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, I was yo, I'm on her bad side. I do not need to be on her <laughs> bad side. If I'm trying to open up a non-profit, I need, her, I need her. Like, I need her in my pocket. My God. I don't want to leave. <laughs> Forgive me. But, look, Monica, um, I hear everything you're saying. But real, real quick, guy, I'm not going to take too much time. Right. Um, take your time. That 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 breakfast club thing. She said her son is gay, and she said that yes. and I raised him. And I said, hold up, stop the presses. What you mean? <laughs> what? Hold up. Was you a good parent, or did or did it become gay because you went to jail, or what? Where is his father at? You still with his father? What's going on? Yo, uh. stop this. Stop corning. This is why you need to go into your. A lot of people come and want to. Uh, uh, getting other people's personal lives, but if you put a microscope, this is what I say. They want to put a microscope mm. on your life. What they should do is get a mirror and put that microscope right in that mirror and examine themselves. Come on, yeah. shorty. You got to get yeah. it to eat its own. I, I, I'm just saying for anybody else listening like that, you pumping her up, but what did she do? Because she asked my question. I raised my child. What did I do wrong to make my child gay? If you didn't do anything wrong to make your child gay, one out of four became gay, 25%. You may have a question to your answer. How are you going to examine uh, how? And then again, she used this transgender thing. And I'm not promoting anything. I'm just using what my um, my studies, my research, this is the documentaries, this to these people's stories. Why do children at young age, get these pills for hormones. Once again, they, the parents say, my boy come out, they do the blood test, he got high estrogen, low testosterone, he says, I don't mm-hmm. feel like this, and then ask, watch this, this is what they say, watch, whether you agree or disagree, just listen. The doctor says that when we find out a child is like that, go with the parents. They say they introduced that because the blood levels are wrong. Oh, by the way, Alcorn says that there are people out there like that. I don't know. Okay. But their blood levels are screwed up like like a normal person. Mm -hmm. And like a female, if he has a lot of estrogen, he's going to grow a little titties. He's going to get a little um, 
excuse me, I don't mean to use that language, a little breath. So as a little mm -hmm. child, he's dressing up and like a girl and things of that nature. So what they do is they say, okay, what we found out in the future is that when kids have this problem, the blood start with the blood level, and they get older in puberty, and then they come and say, Ma, I don't feel right. I need a sex. It's too late. Because if they do get the surgery, it's going to fuck them up. So what they say is, of course, early on, if you have some kids, this is not all kids, some kids with their research, don't give them the sex change, but give them something to balance out the estrogen. Or if they have a lot of estrogen, give them that. If they have more testosterone, give them that because they're going to grow into what they, what I guess what they feel, what have it inside, they're going to grow that, right? Now, that's controversy. That sounds crazy. It should sound crazy to you because you're not them. Why should it sound like, oh, that sounds, it should because it's not normal. People are not born like you. Mm -hmm. Simple. So, and some people say, you know, there's something different. It's weird. It shouldn't be on earth. That's not it. But another thing, um, I'm going back to forget her. Let's go and um, talk about what Monica was talking about. Monica, you're an auditor. You have so many bootstrap corners talking about we don't need no more money. We don't need no more money for no black people. Guess what? I contend they're not implement they have not implemented any bills for black African Americans the way it's written on paper. I contend in American history. It hasn't been implemented fully. The concept is on paper for implementations. Why don't we go look you know how many the the federal government doesn't even mm -hmm. want to be audited. The city government doesn't mm -hmm. want to be audited. If they audited somebody like Monica, we can find out exactly why these kids are not getting these monies. Now, another thing, mm -hmm. a lot of people such as Kenneth Wright, I don't understand this shit. They don't want to go in the community. They don't want to go out like, like, like you did in West Virginia and try to get people. In touch. They don't want to put boots on the ground, but they act like they know people. What I'm saying is, for instance, these children, you want to get them from running from the streets. Ken doesn't know this. He ain't never been, and I don't have to say I knew it, but just, just, just common human nature. The most critical time, I would think, for the most part, when it comes to black African-American males, let's just talk about the guys who just graduated high school, right? That summer at the high school is the most critical time for young black men. I'm just talking about young black well, black males, black males, black females, you know, you got, you know, I graduated from high school. I don't know if I'm going to go to college. I don't know if I'm going to military. I don't know what I'm going to A lot of people are like that. And that summer, they can get in a lot of troubles. We should immediately have apprenticeships for them. Also, apprenticeships, meaning private businesses, Government organizations mandate apprenticeships for that. You must have heard a certain amount of black people. You, you must do it. When I say that, Monica, oh, you're just giving it away. The government is going to just stop having abortions. Get right. No, listen. When a young guy, <laughs> when a young guy, that first drug, and I, I got, I got to keep it like this for the cones, guys. I, I got to keep it real. I know none of y'all. I'm not glorifying anything. I'm trying to give some light 
on some people that the high sedity don't want to be around, and you shouldn't know them. So if you don't know them, if you don't want to be around, shut the fuck up because you don't know the solutions, because you don't even know the problems you think you know. Right. When that Look, young I'll person, say. Well, real quick, when that young person, go, go ahead, Monique. Go ahead. Pin to your, to your solution, you, you're right. Guess what? Every, if you, if you're listening to this broadcast, every student between the eight, well, first, the first one to what you just said, I'll say, even before the graduation, let's push it back just a little bit more. Every okay. student has the opportunity through the WIOA program on the Workforce Solution in, in everybody's town can get a summer job while they're in high school. They have to enroll, and they will get them a summer job right. during the summer, four hours or five hours, right? Also, yes. the Urban League, they hire teens in the summer. The second thing, well, to your point you just said, when those students graduate high school, if you're between, if you have not been accepted into a college or university or tech school yet, from the age of 16 to 24, that same program, will pay for your apprenticeship, trade, or whatever it is you're trying to take up to go to school. Or right. three, if you're a single parent, maybe you're a teen, you already had a baby or something, guess what? They will pay for your daycare while you go through training. Oh, don't and tell Kenneth that. Oh, my God. Job placement. And the reason we're getting pushback in our community because all of that funding is in that program and we're not using it. And you know what they're doing? They're shifting that money to opioid. Yeah. Opioid. Right, Rainy Day funds and stuff. Right. But, but Monique, let, uh, let me say this. Let, let me get to this, to the root mind. I don't give a fuck who you are. Kid enough and a grown adult. If you don't have no money, if you make a transaction that make you money, you're going to get addicted to that money. I don't give a fuck who you are. Now, you may have not, if people are listening to me, you haven't been in that situation, so let's stop. When you get in your mind saying that's so stupid, it's so stupid because you haven't been in that environment. So chill out. You're talking about people that you haven't been around. So I'm going to educate you. When it comes to anybody, Especially a young kid. If he makes any type of money, he's going to get addicted to it, especially if it's bad. Now watch this. Monica, you just said that. Here in Baltimore, they ran out of summer jobs. They ran out of money here. They closed school. This is, listen to me, right before Freddie Gray 2014. I know what I'm talking about. Because my son got a summer job when he was in the ninth grade. No, what is it, Tim? Was it 10th or 9th? I think it was 10th grade. He got a summer job. They ran out of summer positions. It was so packed down for them kids. Cause they, at that time, they was paying them like, like 10 hours an hour was to look. Nothing was like nine, or, or, or like $2 on the federal minimum wage on the state level. They ran out of a job. At that summer, uh, Freddie Gray, they cut down, they, they, they cut the swimming pools down, $3 million. Cut all the swimming pools, cut all the recreations. But if you saw my video right downtown, they took that money and they built a juvenile detention center right mm. fucking downtown, fucking a half a mile away from fucking Baltimore Inner Harbor where all them tourists drive up Gay Street 
and see that state of the fucking art juvenile center. That's the money with the put. That's fact. That's fucked up. That that shows right there that the city, the whole community has given up on its children, and the adults are responsible for it. The adults build that bitch. And you mean to tell me that's the plan for the adults to lock them up? Yeah. So what I'm saying, so, so I'm going to say mm. this and I'm going to fall back. Monica, there is a lot of money out there, but those teachers, I don't know. Because when technology started, they, if anybody wants to bring something new to its citizens, they're going to start to implement it in school just like they transformed from the typewriter to the computer. They said school, they start bringing, you got to do this, do that. Slowly, we don't even write curses no more. I try to write a fucking um, a F in curses. I said, what the fuck? Oh, no, I try to write a Q in curses. How many of y'all know I write a Q in curses? Me? God, oh, I know you. I know, I know, I know. Because she's going to write a business <laughs> constitution for us. It's all going to be in cursive, guys. She's going to put us down. <laughs> She's the she's John Hancock. You know, you you the you the uh uh uh. <laughs> but yeah, Monique. I don't, I'm just joking with you. But yeah, I forgot because I don't normally do it. What I'm saying is the teachers also have to initiate and put them apprenticeships and those applications, those job fairs, right into those schools before they get out. Instead of bringing the military to try to swoop them kids up. I know they may have them, but it needs to be a more initiative. And, Monica, we have to put the word out. Listen, if you're really trying to change your community, people say you can't make people. Man, you're going to have to motivate your people Mm -hmm. to do something because because if you're trying to, I'm almost finished, if you're trying to build up a people that's lost, that's uneducated, you're going to have to get up close and personal with them people, y'all, to touch them. If you're scared, say you're scared. It's not for you. And for you coons to sit back, we don't need no more. This is not your movement. So what I'm saying, bring more money for me, people like Monica and us adults that are more educated. We need to make sure they implement it correctly. We need to make sure the information, even though the coons going to say it's already out there, it ain't no shit. Okay, if it's already out there, what you have to do is motivate. But if you're in your suburbs and you're good, don't get upset because you got the attitude, I got mine, them niggas got there to get. It's not your business. Show out mm-hmm. and let the people who feel like they have some empathy, feel like they have some um, 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 sympathy for the people. Because, Monique, being you don't even have to be doing this shit. We, we can hang yep. up this phone and go on with our fucking lives. But I'd be damned if someone's going to try to convince me, say, you're going at this the wrong way, Alphax. You shouldn't help those guys out. What you should be focusing on, dick, pussy, babies, abortions, or that's not my, that, that's not, that's, I, listen, if I teach a class, Monica, I'm not going to be a relationship counselor. You know, it may be small talk, but I'm not focusing on who they deal with. I'm not going to worry about if my, one of my students gay, Nothing like that. I'm I'm there to teach whatever I gotta teach, and you know, hopefully we can have life lessons then. But I'm not gonna get too personal, brother, because that's that's a little bit too dignified. And I'm done after this. It shows. I told you. It shows 
but them coons talk with two mouths. If you really look real deep into those, I call them bootstrap coons. Bootstrap coons life, they got some fucked up shit with them in their past. They got their shit together, and now they say, I got my shit together now. This is the time to shit on people. Steve, oh, look, look, uh, uh, Stephen Curry, he can shoot threes. Why can't you shoot threes? Oh, the reason why I can't shoot threes, because I like, like Stephen Curry, is because my father wasn't a professional basketball player with millions. I didn't have to coach. Out of my womb, I was driven to basketball. I started basketball at 12 years old. He's, you see what I'm saying? For the corn statement, he can shoot it. You can shoot it. It's a different situation. Now, it may take me 10 more years to be like him, but he got a early okay. fast to start because I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, guys. Thank no, I got, take, I got to open the next line because somebody's waiting. Okay, but I'm done, guys. Uh, thank uh-huh. you, I mean, let me do this. Real quick, no harm on that post. Uh-huh. I'm done. Hello? <laughs> I open your line. Who's uh, this? Uh, see, I, I forgot what was the topic because, you know, I forgot what was the topic now. I'm just, I'm just listening. We were talking about that Angela girl and we were talking about improving the black African American community. He's going to come on like I'm changing the subject. Well, well, you were talking so long, I forgot what the conversation was about. Anyway, um, uh, 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 people need to uh, stop acting like uh, black people's problems or black, black issues is one or two, three, four, five, six, five, six different things. Um, abortion is not really black people's issues. Um, it's education because the more educated, you know, pe- people are focused on the wrong shit. And I and I keep on saying this shit over and over and over, and people don't still don't get it. Education is the issue. The more the more education. More people who are educated, more uh, less abortion you're going to have. The more men are educated, the less you got to worry about is the you know, these uh, the the, the alphabet people. Because the main people who complain about uh, uh, gays are people who are insecure about their own masculinity. Yeah, I said it. Now what, folks? I said it. Now, um. Uh, that that should be the focus, but we focus on these little little bitty um, basic level, you know, ground level issues when when when, our, when, when issues are bigger than, than what it what it is. I, that's all I gotta say. I, I was going to. Oh yeah, hold on, hold on. When she made when she made that stupid ass statement, I gotta go in and we talk about Donald Trump a racist. Well, what about when he was ahead of the birther movement? Um, what about when he had Steve, Stephen Miller, Steve Bannon, uh, Larry Kutlow, and the alt-right in the White House? But she didn't want, she didn't want to go there. And I'm trying to figure out why do these so-called black Trump supporters and these black conservatives never sit there and acknowledge that? And how come those people like SARS who never talk about the Boogaloo movement, that, that, that is a terrorist group, that that is killing cops and blaming on Black Lives Matter, but yet, but we don't want to go there. Anyway, I, I, I back away. Okay. Hey, Big J. Big, Big J. If President if President Obama had an all black cabinet and not no white 
in leadership, well, how you how you think it would go? Okay, so, see, I'm glad, I'm glad that you said that because they always talk about how Obama's a racist. Obama only well, 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 how come though he only have two free people in the, in the cabinet? The cabinet's only got fifteen people in it. How, how come though there's only two, two people in the cabinet at one time? And, and, and ask who who's on the West Wing. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's exactly. See, I, I, so I, 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 so how can so how can Obama be a racist when, when there's mostly white people on, on the West Wing? See, they, they will never sit there talk, 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 talk about that part, Sean Hannity. You know, when, I'm just saying. When, when, um, when, the, when, when um, General Maddox resigned, I, I knew there were some issues. Because General Maddox, um, being the Marine that he is, highly decorated, very respectful, when when those generals, those retired generals, when he resigned and then he put out a statement and then those other retired generals start making comments about, you know, uh, diverse leadership, you know, look at, um, being a leader and diversity and management or whatever, I knew we had an issue. You, you don't have to tell me nothing else right there because those military leaders do not play. They was about their business. They was about taking care of business. And when that happened, I said, oh, shit, we got a problem right now because they don't, we don't, military leaders don't normally walk away from positions. They usually um, try to make men's with what's going on and make it work. I said, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. We don't resign. <laughs> what's up with that? And then a Marine, not just a Marine, one of the, the top Highly decorated. And then when all the Colin Powell, everybody else start coming out and make statements, um, military folks are taught to stay out of politics. And when they start coming, I said, we got an issue. And the issue that's there, we probably would never be privy to the background information. But at the end of the day, we just really have to be careful. And I agree, um, all facts I agree, I definitely agree about you know, having something lined up with the students. Because guess what? I remember being in my HBCU, and our, a lot of HBCUs, a lot of the students aren't prepared to work study because they'll run out of positions, right? So at the time when I was in my HBCU, what they did was they identified black minority businesses in Columbia. So my school was about an hour away from Columbia. And we would take a van up to Columbia every Tuesday and Thursday to work at the basically to get um work experience. And so if you didn't have a position on campus, then you got the opportunity to come to the city and work with those um small businesses. So would you say that have something available? And we could do that without government mandate. Right, we can really do that with our government mandate. But here's the deal. Here's our other dilemma, um, and anybody could chime in on this: is that when we open up opportunities for students, right, our high school students, right. some students would tell you, "Oh, I don't want to do that." Oh, I'm not doing that. Something as simple as filing papers or maybe data entry or maybe doing some line care, some paying or whatever. Right, our students. Well, not just our our students today have become so privileged that they they want to come out making sixty, seventy, eighty, hundred thousand out of high school because they think they got skills <laughs> and and they well, don't. Yeah, that not nice, only though. that, right. 
Look, not not only that, we work with DJJ. I went on DJJ. We did a presentation to start acclimating students coming out of DJJ, which is juvenile justice, that when they get released so that they can work from home and have a job because we already knew they were going to get no job, you know, because of their little record and their background. So we were we was acclimating them in to starting their own business and, and working from home. Do you know, out of all of those students, and I remind you, in the Carolina, I think they release anywhere from 30 to 60 students every month. Do you know we only had two students that volunteered? Wow. Where is our mental? I, I don't know how to fix the problem. I just can offer some of the solutions that I know that's available. Well, Where right, can well, we fix that? Right. Right. Well, well, first of all, you have to go where the problem. Why didn't they do that? I mean, just think why about it. Well, I, mean, I mean, think. Because if this is what Ken says, there's all the opportunities why, why they don't want to do it. Just think about it. I mean, anybody got the answer? If there's an answer, I don't know all the answers, but just think for a minute. Why? Then you say that they, they, they want to come out and make $60,000 a year. Because they want to drive a nice car. They don't want to go sell drugs, but then they got the drug dealers driving a motherfucking nice ass car. So, 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 what is the thing? The thing of this is, if I ever teach my class and I had them people, I'm going to say, okay, God, you'll get a tax refund check. You'll get a tax refund check. But you have what? What's, what's the most you ever got a tax refund check? Or did you get the government uh, uh, refund stimulus check? Imagine making that three times that a month. Imagine getting those three, I mean, IT. Just imagine if you apply yourself. Talk them about patience and discipline. You don't have to have your students' military arm, but it's going to come out. Then you're going to have to get people to say, you know what? Hey, I got this, I got that, but... I work. This is my craft. You said the students, or you said the students didn't want to do filing paperwork. Most men don't want to do that. If, if boys, we're talking about filing paperwork. Some boys don't like to do administrative work. They think that's female work. Reality. I'm almost finished. I'm just. I'm just. I'm, I'm not throwing it out there. I'm not because somebody's using. Somebody right now is listening to me and saying, I'm giving excuses. If some, so don't ask why then. Never, never ask nobody hey, off as why these students, and I'm giving you some of the reasons why, and you're saying it's an excuse. If it's an excuse, you already know the reason why. I'm talking not, not to you, Monica, but Ken and people like ABC. And then at home, someone has to be encouraged their kids Hey, this is a summer job. How you doing? It has to come with home and encouraging the people also that there's an opportunity out here. Parents be initiative. So it's, it's a lot of combination of things. And what we're saying, and I'm going to done after this. People say, well, where did that come from? That comes from slavery. That comes from faith. Remember that Donald Trump said this, and I'm done. Remember Donald Trump said, if people are not working and they don't have jobs, they're going to commit suicide, they're going to use drugs because they got idle time. Imagine millions and millions of blacks having that down generationally. 
It's going to take time, time to break that mold. The cones don't want to have that time. Cones says, I got mine, you got yours to get, I got mine, and you should have been had yours the same time I got mine. That's, you don't need to be and try to improve people who are struggling. Stay out in the counties where your folks are. So it's going to be frustrations. You can't go and say, okay, I want these people on my level and frustrated that they're not on your level. If you're trying to bring them up, you got to go through the process too. Now, if the job is cut out for you, it's cut out for you. Sometimes it's not. I've heard Chef Rob, Miss Ottawa, and other people laugh about working with kids in them schools, and they was like, no, I ain't working with kids bad as shit. Okay, don't get mad when a white person come and deal with your own people, and then you mad that them white teachers, I heard it before, Mark, them white teachers mm-hmm. don't teach those, well, 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 why don't you go do it? I'm done, guys. I'm just saying, Monica, it, it, it's, I said, Monica, it's, it's a lot of complex situations. I'm just saying they need to be motivated and, and see, you know, it's the other side to this, okay? It's, it's, it's the other side to it. All right, good. So, all right, that's all guys. I say, guys. I'm done for this. Um, we're going to probably wind this down. Um, I think I said enough um, tonight. Um, and there was some very good information, not only on my side, but on you, Mo, and on you, too, um, OffX, in regards to this abortion situation and beyond the abortion thing, but... Like I said, Miss um, Stedman um, looks good. She might win. Um, oh yeah, um, all facts. Do you know what what she's running for again? Because I'm not gonna run back to play the playback of who who what she's trying to run for. You remember? I guess not. Um, like always, guys. Um, thank y'all for listening for tonight's stream. And conclusion. You know. With abortion, so I absolutely are not clear. We're not killing our babies at alarm rate, from what they said or seems to be. I already did my little um, raw data analysis, um, and like I said, with any statistics, you gotta be careful nowadays because they flaunt that saying because this we're not in the numbers position-wise in this country. Regardless, if there were 60 to 80 million ados, black people, Africans here system's still going to operate as is, and they're going to still continue to import people and keep completing numbers. That's how I see it. At the end of the day, we got to do what we need to do as people, and we know we, we should be doing it right. So, you know, that's all. Thank you all for listening to tonight's stream. Um, you know, look out for the next stream. Um, wait, hold on. It's running for election in the U.S. House of Representatives of Georgia in the 5th. Congressional District. Ah, yeah. She's right for, um, for the, um, the House representative of Georgia. Okay. That's cool. Okay. That's what's up. All right. Thank you, Monica. And like always, guys, follow Monica Lamb on Facebook and on the Investment Club on the Facebook group. You can uh, pause that. Wait, wait for it. Type it up. Search for it on Facebook. It's there. On that, thank you again for listening. Until next time, take care. And good night.
All right. Thank you for listening to another stream or podcast. And like always, comment, subscribe, and like this video. You can also follow me on Twitter at ChaosRain7. And now you can find all of Season 1 of Chaos Rain on Google, Apple, Breaker, Spotify, and all podcasts. Links will be in the description or in the comment section at the end of this stream. Thank you again for listening. And like always, let's get us free.